0: Free Talk Live, you are invited to take control of the airwaves. You can dial in toll-free, bring up whatever's on your mind. 800-259-9231. Joining you tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free on the site, so enjoy those. Again, freetalklive.com. We'll start things out here uh, tonight. Uh, Coming up, we'll talk about cats and declawing them being prohibited somewhere. Mark's got that story. Uh, but first, Lou Rockwell over at lourockwell.com uh, is going to give us some socialism by the numbers here. And this is going to sound depressing. <laughs> There's no other way to, to describe this. But let's, let's okay. get through it and then talk about the, you know, the depressing aspect of it. <laughs> Hopefully how we can look on the bright side. The triumph of socialism is what it's called at lourockwell.com. Do, uh, do you think ideas don't matter? What people believe about themselves and their world has no real consequence. If so, the following will not bug you in the slightest. A new BBC poll finds that only 11% of people questioned around the world and 29,000 people were asked their opinions Oh boy! think that free market capitalism is a good thing. The rest believe in more government regulation. Only a small percentage of the world's population believes that capitalism works well and that more regulation Will reduce efficiency. Now, of course, we understand uh, on this show that the term
1: capitalism has a lot of baggage associated with it. So, yeah, well, that's that's my I guess my first question: Did they use the term capitalism, and uh, you know, like how was that used in the the question? Because when it comes to polls, it's all about how they ask the question. It's uh, you know th- that really matters. But because they didn't just ask. I don't about... particularly like the word capitalism either, because uh, although I know what. People who are in support of capitalism generally mean by it. However, people that are not in support of it generally mean what we have today.
0: We can we can dig around and, and find out the answer to that. But nonetheless, it's still important to point out here that they did apparently ask about regulations and efficiency. And one quarter of those asked said that capitalism is fatally flawed. In France, 43% believe this. In Mexico, it's 38%. A majority believes that government should rob the rich. This is worldwide. Uh, The government should rob the rich to give money to poor countries. In only one country in the world, Turkey, did a majority actually say that less government is better. It gets even worse. While most Europeans and Americans think it was a good thing for the Soviet Union to disintegrate, people in India, Indonesia, Ukraine, Pakistan, Russia, and Egypt mostly think it was a bad thing. Really? You read that right. Millions freed from socialist slavery. Bad thing. That news must lift the heart of every would-be despot the world over. And it comes as something of a shock 20 years after the collapse of socialism in Russia and Eastern Europe revealed what the system had created. Backward societies with citizens who lived short and miserable lives. Then there's the China case, a country rescued from bloody barbarism under communism and transformed into a modern and prosperous country by capitalism. What can we learn? Far from not having learned anything, people have largely forgotten the experience and have developed a love for the ancient fairy tale that all things can be fixed through collectivism and central
1: planning. As to those who would despair at this poll, and who could be surprised, right? The governments run the schools. Yeah, I don't like this poll. I can I I want to disparage it, but I want to you know, at the same time I think that there's value in it. So. Cons- consider that it might have been much worse if it weren't for the efforts of a relative handful
0: of intellectuals who have fought against socialist theory for more than a century. It might have been 99% in support of socialist tyranny, so there's no sense in saying that these intellectual efforts are wasted. Ideas also have a life of their own. They can lie in wait for decades or centuries, and then one day the uh, the, the whole of history turns on a dime. Especially these days, no effort goes to waste. Publications and essays or any form of education is immortalized, ready for the taking by a desperate world. As for the opinion poll, we have no idea just how intensely these views are held or even what they mean. What, for example, is capitalism? Do people even know? Michael Moore doesn't know, else he wouldn't be calling bailouts for the elite uh, elite Fed-connected financial firms a form of capitalism. Many other people reduce the term capitalism to the system of economics in the U.S. It is no more complicated than that for them. This is despite the reality that the U.S. has a comprehensive planning apparatus in place that is directly responsible for all of our current economic troubles. Now, let's take this further. Among the people around the world who don't like the U.S. empire, many believe they don't like capitalism either. If the U.S. economy drags the world down into recession, that's a prime example of capitalism's failure. Or at least, that's how they'll see it. Even more preposterous, if you you didn't like George W. Bush, his ways, and his cronies, and Obama is something of a relief, then you don't like capitalism, and you do like socialism. Another point of view misunderstands the idea of capitalism itself. It's not about creating economic structures that benefit capital at the expense of labor or culture or religion. It's about a system that protects the rights of everyone and serves the common good. Capitalism is just the name that happened to be identified with this system. If you want to call freedom a banana, fine. What matters is not words, but ideas. However, in this case, I think words do matter. And I think the word capitalism, as we're talking about here, has a lot of baggage attached to it, and it is very misunderstood. If I had to pick, I would choose free market over capitalism, personally, because while capitalism does describe a certain economic model, I think that the free market is a little bit more of an uh, open-ended interpretation of things, in that the free market allows for capitalism, and it allows for you know, communal associations and whatever other organizational methods uh, that one could come up with, and it allows
1: them all to compete in the uh, the open marketplace. I agree um, uh, with, with what you're saying. I don't know how much more. Many people are scared of free markets, too. Free I markets understand. mean that the corporations can run rampant. Well, no, it doesn't, <laughs> but okay. Well, obviously you're going to encounter objections
0: anytime you challenge sure. the status quo. Uh, it's just that I I don't think I don't feel as if free market has as much baggage. Would love to have your thoughts at 800-259-9231. And as Rothbard has uh, pointed out, free market capitalism serves no more than a symbolic purpose for the Republican Party and for conservatives. Economic liberty is the utopia that they keep promising to us. Uh, Promising to bring to us, pending the higher priority of blowing up foreign peoples, jailing political dissidents, crushing a left wing on campus, and routing the Democrats. Once all of this is done, they say, they'll get to instituting of a free market economic system. Sure, you believe them, right?
1: Because that's what's going to happen.
0: Of course, the day never arrives, and it's not supposed to. Capitalism serves the Republicans the way communism served Stalin.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: A symbolic distraction to keep you hoping, voting, and coughing up money. All of which leaves true capitalism a product of the voluntary society and the sum total of all the exchanges and cooperative acts of people all over the world with few actual intellectual defenders. They are growing, but the educational work we need to do is daunting and we're facing the most powerful forces in the world. There's nothing new in this. In the history of the world, freedom is the exception, not the rule. It must be fought for anew in every generation. Its enemies are everywhere, but the leading enemy is ignorance. And for this reason, the main weapon we have at our disposal uh, disposal is education. And education includes explaining that socialism is an unworkable idea. Uh, He says there's nothing better, in his opinion, than von Mises' 1922 book, Socialism, a comprehensive presentation of the fallacy of the socialist idea. Another essential work is the Black Book of Communism. Here we have a wake-up call that shows the dream of socialism is actually a bloody nightmare. And then there's the issue of the positive case for capitalism. One can do do no better than Mises' own human action, which is not likely ever to be surpassed as a treatise. On, a, on the free economy. True, it's not for everyone, and that's fine. There are many primers out there, too. The fashion for socialism and opposition to capitalism should alarm every lover of freedom the world over. We have our jobs cut out for us, but with numbers this bad, it's not difficult to make a difference. Every blow you can land for free markets helps protect freedom from its enemies. And, of course, Lou Rockwell is using the blow, uh, you know, the, the fighting mentality, blow-by-blow, blow kind of attacking, uh, fighting for freedom. That I, Personally, I'd, I'd don't really care for that particular um, terminology, Mm -hmm. the the fighting terminology. And I think that uh, what we can look at here in this study, which seems like bad news on its face, and to some extent it probably is, um, what we can look at here is maybe imagine there is that one country, Turkey, where people believe that freedom is a good thing, and the rest of the countries around the world were pretty much in favor of socialism. But what would happen if you had a place where it wasn't just... 50% 50% of people, but 75, but 60. I mean, instead of 11% of people believing in freedom, let's take that to 25 and 40 and 50% and 60%. I think that's possible. And I think that's one of the things we talk about a lot about the Free State Project, for instance, bringing liberty-oriented people, people who already have this mindset together in the same place, to begin influencing the rest to begin influencing their friends and their family members and their co-workers to think about freedom and to understand that it's the free market that benefits humanity and not coercive governments. 800-259-9231, I think gathering together can amplify our message and make it that much more persuasive. You can bring up anything, your thoughts on this. We'll try to dig up uh, some more on this study and take your calls about anything. It's Free Talk Live.
2: Family Today tip is brought to you by Stofers. Let's Fix Dinner. Find dinner ideas to bring your family together at the table at letsfixdinner.com. Juggling schedules so that everyone eats together can be tough. Try starting with one family dinner a week whenever you can fit it in. Take turns picking the meal and have everyone pitch in. Working together will bring your family closer, even if it is just once a week. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday.
0: This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. If you dial toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We've got a lot of features, including the bulletin board system, with over 500,000 posts. You can get interactive there. And it's free, of course. Lots of different stuff to talk about, serious issues, fun stuff. You'll find it at bbs.freetalklive.com.
1: Intern in Film and Alternative Media, the IHS Production Internship Program offers paid internships at production companies making films, documentaries, online video programs, and more. The program includes a week-long interdisciplinary IHS seminar, that's the Institute for Humane Studies, a stipend, and a housing allowance. Applicants at all levels of experience are encouraged to apply. Of course, you probably should be, you know, Post high school, right right at the end of high school, or uh, in college, or slightly post college, for this, they're encouraged to apply. Placement are available during the spring, summer, and fall. Apply for a spring placement by November the fifteenth. That's like three days from now, so yeah, two days from now. So you better get it done. Or for a summer placement by February the fifteenth. It's in LibertarianInternships dot com. That's LibertarianInternships dot com.
0: Okay, the toll-free number here is 800-259-9231. We'll get uh, right into your calls. Just want to give you a little bit more info on this BBC study that was done in a whole bunch of different countries, 27 countries, where they were asking questions about what they termed as free market capitalism. Now, we pointed out earlier from the LewRockwell.com story that the term capitalism has a lot of baggage attached to it. People don't really understand what capitalism is. Whenever you utter the term capitalism, in a lot of people's minds, because they went to government school, as I did, and you did, Mark, but in a lot of people's minds, the uh, cigar-chomping, fat cat, uh, you know, robber baron yeah. uh, image comes up uh, with whipping uh, little boys and girls in his factory and... Uh, putting the
1: you know chinese Will- workers willing to, to work do on the railroad. willing to do anything to get to to make to a make profit a and yeah. use the governments that they are in control of by and large to get what they want but that continues even in socialist countries. That's, yeah. that, they, when there's a government apparatus to be controlled, it's never going to be controlled by you. So why would you support a government apparatus to, to control you?
0: Yeah, what makes you think that the cigar-chomping fat cat character hasn't gotten his mitts into the realm of government? Do you really believe that government people are saints? I mean, there's plenty of evidence that suggests that the people that are in search of power... People that are likely to be like a cigar-chomping fat cat would be attracted to the halls of government, and to the, the you know to, to be able to wield power over his fellow man. So, just to kind of give you a little more info here from the study, again, the BBC News uh, did this, and they they use the term free market capitalism in one of their questions. So there you so have the BBC term- did it. Correct.
1: Yeah, that's Correct. a that's a big issue in in it uh, just from the beginning because the BBC hates capitalism. I mean, they might have hired someone to do it, but but whatever. I mean, they're
0: the ones who are claiming responsibility, if you will. GlobeScan poll did it for BBC World Service. So uh, free market capitalism. So they're right there, just uh, they're conflating
1: the two together. You know. You know, there was a, um, a a poll done relatively. It's been a couple of years now in the United States, and basically they asked two. Um, they, they asked different groups. Two different questions. Mm -hmm. Would you consider yourself to be socially liberal and economically conservative, or would you consider yourself to be socially liberal and economically conservative like a libertarian? Mm -hmm. So they added... Um, those three words, like a libertarian, to one question, and the other question remained, remained the same. And I believe it was Response a 16-point right variance. Um, maybe it was more than that. So the one with libertarian did worse. Right? right. Once you said the word libertarian, that made it sound worse. So um, as you can see, the verbiage, the, the, the description of the question matters immensely in these in these things. So if you're using the term capitalism, I can understand if, if people consider what the United States government is run by, and basically the world, because the United States, uh, you know, the, the the large interests of the United States essentially run the world, then I can see why they don't like capitalism. Sure. And then they take that term,
0: which has a whole lot of baggage, and they shove it right next to the words free market. Yes. So as though to poison the term uh, free market, because the free market, as I pointed out earlier, doesn't necessarily inherently mean capitalism. It can mean anything from, from my, my understanding of it. But here's the question. Uh, I guess what they – they uh, I don't know exactly how it was phrased, but we've got term, the term free market capitalism and then three possible choices. Well, I guess the fourth choice is unsure. But the first choice was, is fatally flawed and a different economic system is needed? I agree. Choice number <laughs> two is, has problems that can be addressed through regulation and reform.
1: Well, I think I think it can be addressed through regulation, but that regulation would need to be done in a free market because when governments do regulation, all they end up doing is punishing their enemies and rewarding their friends. It's just graft. The third, different different levels of it, but graft on, nonetheless. Third choice
0: is it works well and increased regulation will make it less efficient. So right there is the admission that in their you know, what they're calling free market capitalism is The world today, right? I mean, that sounds like what they're saying here is that free market capitalism is the world today. It works well. Or the United States, right? That it works well and increased regulation. So acknowledging that their free market capitalism already has regulation. Right. Um, So therefore it's not... Free. Well, if you, <laughs> if,
1: um, if, if for instance, what happened with the banking markets here in the United States? Essentially, for many liberal types or socialist types, um, who are keeping an eye on it. So, you know, you, uh, Western people and especially United States. Uh, P- people basically believe that that was it. The free that was, the, that was the, the nail in the coffin of capitalism. Look, we had free markets and more free markets in the banking system, so therefore, this proves it. Free markets are bad because banks do terrible things. Yes, right. indeed, they do when they have control of the government apparatus uh, and vice versa. Um, so, and the gov- government apparatus has control of them. Absolutely. This was a failure of government policy and government regulation. There were already regulations. And the thing is, is a few regulations may be, very, may be more detrimental than, than more regulations. It's the regulations, though, that are the the problem. The toll-free number
0: here for your comments is 800-259-9231. Of course, you can bring up anything. So, looking at those potential answers, free market capitalism is fatally flawed, and different economic system is needed. In the United States, under twenty percent, I'm looking at a bar graph, so it's hard to tell exactly how much. Looks like about sixteen percent of people in the U.S. responded the first choice that it's fatally flawed and have a different and a different economic system is needed. Another, I say fourteen through sixty-four percent, so probably about fifty percent. Responded that has problems that can be addressed through regulation and reform, so they want more regulation of the existing system. And then from about 64% to 80 or about 90%, so probably about 25% in the U.S. said that the current system works well and increased regulation will make it less efficient, leaving about 10% who responded that presumably whatever the
1: unsure or no choice you know, no, none of the above. Right, choice. well, the questions do stink, and right. I, I might have ended up in that column, none of the honestly. of
0: absolutely, because the system today doesn't work well. Although you're right, Mark, maybe the has problems that could be addressed through regulation and reform would be sort of sort of accurate. But when they say regulation, they mean government regulation. Yeah, they so do. If you if you were to be able to add on all your text about well, what a regulation of the free market with competition and the you know underwriters laboratories and you know all this you know, third party checking and everything, it's a great explanation and it's so true that that's how the marketplace will self regulate. Because people will demand safety, people will demand accountability, and that's what they'll get um, as, as a result of that. But that's not what their intention is with the answer in that no, question. No, no it's not. So eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. so certainly all of the options are skewed from the perspective that they're suggesting that today's situation, presumably in the United States, but they're not specifying that either, has that it's free market capitalism. And this is one of the biggest misunderstandings that I think that we need to work to correct. This isn't a free market in any way, shape, or form. It's Free Talk Live.
3: In the late 21st century, the hardiest, most daring adventurers have begun to colonize the solar system where untold mineral riches await them. Jealous of their wealth and fearful of their freedom, The government of Earth is determined to extend their power to this new frontier by any means necessary. Escape from Terra, an illustrated science fiction saga from Big Head Press. Read it online at escapefromterra.com.
0: Live. You can bring up anything if you dial toll free, 800 259 9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. Tonight it's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All of the features are free. So enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Those features include the Shrine of Female Listeners, now brought to you by ManchesterBrewing.com. Head on over to shrine.freetalklive.com. You can see the dozens of ladies. That have taken the time to send us their validated photo or video to show they are indeed listeners of Free Talk Live. Go to shrine.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project. It's your best chance at achieving liberty in your lifetime because, well... If you were listening to the first segment of the show, you heard us uh, cite some of the numbers from a study that was done for the BBC News that we're not so hmm, positive about people's viewpoint around the world in regards to the concept of free market capitalism. Now, of course, as we pointed out, the questions were kind of twisted. People's concept of capitalism in general is twisted, and it's been affected by a variety of different factors. But nonetheless, there's no doubt that there's a large demand worldwide and here in the United States, for the government to regulate more, to control more, to forcibly redistribute income more. There's no doubt that there's a very large demand for these things. And so you might want to ask yourself, well, how likely is it that those things are going to change where I am? Wherever it is you are, whether you're out in California or halfway across the world, I guess it's almost halfway from this point. Uh, where we are in New Hampshire, but wherever you are, how likely is that situation to change? How likely is it that people are going to stop demanding government handouts? That people are going to stop demanding more regulations of businesses and your private life? How likely? Be honest with yourself. If you don't think it's that likely, and I can tell you I didn't when I lived down in Florida, go to freestateproject.org, learn more about the Free State Project, and get signed up. And come join us up here in New Hampshire. Uh, It's a lot of fun being around other like-minded people. It's unlike anything I've ever experienced. So go to freestateproject.org, and we go to your phone calls. Scott is in Massachusetts. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Scott.
4: Yes, hello, gentlemen. How are you? What's on your mind tonight? Uh, You know, have you ever heard the term bread and circus? Certainly. Uh, Well, what I'm getting at is this. Well, what is it for
0: those that haven't heard it, Scott? What's that? What, what is bread and circus? Uh, bread. Are, what, what are bread and circuses uh, for those that have not heard the
4: term? What it means is that it, 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 it's entertainment for the masses during the Roman Empire. Bread and circus would be going to see the Colosseum, where they would see gladiator fights, so people would take their minds off of uh, off of the emperor sure. while he was doing the furious things.
0: Yeah. Now we have uh, football, football, other sports, and uh, Britney Spears and pop culture and stuff like that.
4: Exactly, gentlemen. That is that is bread and circus. And the masses of of Americans are so stupid, incredibly stupid nation. And uh, and, and like the New England Patriots uh, I just, I, by the way, I
0: disagree with that terminology. I, I know that Mark has been guilty of using it in the past. I, I personally think that most Americans are just ignorant. I think that they're probably very, very brilliant in a number of different ways. Uh, maybe they're experts at fixing cars and or something like that. You know, whatever it is their chosen profession or interests or hobbies are, they're probably very, very in, uh, interested and uh, well-knowledgeable about those things. Um, but... That doesn't mean they're not ignorant about a whole bunch of other things. In the same way that I'm ignorant about fishing, or I'm ignorant about uh, fixing cars, or I'm ignorant about a variety of topics. Uh, I do know a thing or two about freedom. It's unfortunate, though, that most people don't. Most people, I think, are ignorant about freedom and why it's important. And that doesn't mean that they're necessarily stupid.
4: Does that make sense? Well, our our nation is uh, Let's put it this way: with all the greed on Wall Street, with all of the uh, uh, the, the corruption in Washington. Uh, our nation. Uh, you remember I called you the other day and I, I said America, uh, w- why I hated America and why I, I would not have uh, my son fight for this country. Uh, this is what I'm referring to. Uh, I have never been so uh, embittered with my with my country. Let me rephrase that. With with my with my government. Mm. So embittered okay. with my government, I don't trust it as far as I could throw it. I think it's in cahoots with Wall Street. Uh, and, and and the big bankers on Wall Street, and uh, and and their attitude is is to to literally railroad, crush the the uh, the working class people on Main Street, the farmers, and uh, this is a a democratic royalty. Do you know what I mean by that? Sure.
1: Yep. But the ones that are there continue to stay there. An oligarchy to some extent.
4: That's right. They have all the power. We have none. Although you, people may argue to vote. What a joke to vote. <laughs> I think I told you a while back. It's like if I gave you – I disagree I with you, though, eat.
0: Scott. I know you want to go on, but I, just, I have to jump in because I disagree. I, you say that we don't have power, and you do. It's just that you've, most Americans have chosen to not exercise it. They've chosen to go along to get along, and as long as you do that, then, yeah, you are powerless. But as soon as you stand up for yourself, as soon as you stand up for what you believe in, and you maybe say no – Not on everything, but here and there, say no a few times to the government. Then all of a sudden, uh, the scales start to tip in a different direction. And I don't mean they tip dramatically, because you need, I think, a lot of people saying no in a lot of different areas. But people, there are more of us than there are of them, I guess is what I'm saying. There's something like, I don't know what, it depends on the area of uh, the the country that you're in. But depending on a variety of factors, there are certainly more... Citizens, if you want to call them that, even though I don't necessarily believe those, those exist. There are more uh, non-cops than there are cops, for instance. So really, um, mass civil disobedience would be unstoppable if it were ever reached, but we're not even close to that point because, well, people are quite complacent. And it's because of the bread and circuses that you started your call with.
4: You know, what I'd like to say is that in, the, in America today, I don't know if Americans realize this, but take the, the cops, for instance. What I've seen with the police is, is I never saw one that showed me any respect. Although I've shown them respect, I look at them.
0: Uh, I have. Are you, I, I have met cops that show me respect. Sure. I've, I've,
4: I have. Have you ever seen the Mass State Police? N- I've seen I've them been shooting,
1: given a, tick, t- a ticket by one of
0: them. Yeah, I've seen them shooting laser at cars uh, yeah. along the side of the road, and well, I didn't like look, that very much.
4: They, they, they look like they look like stormtroopers. <laughs> I love them in their boots and their and their epaulets and their whatever. But I don't think Americans realize the power that the police have, that if they, they want to knock on your door at 2 in the morning and say, with some trumped-up evidence, and say, Mr. Jones, I want to whatever, come with us to the station or whatever, your freedom could be gone just as easily as blowing out a candle. It's People true. will say, well, you have rights but <laughs> let, let me tell you something anyone who tell- says you
0: have rights hasn't ever been in that situation they haven't ever had I'm uh, going to tell you
4: something from. that I'm not embarrassed to tell you about and I think your caller should know about it you know my mom is not, is not well and I had a lot of personal problems and I went to see a psychiatrist and I'm not ashamed to say that and the psychiatrist had told me well what are, you, uh, what, what are your problems I'm going to be frank with you you know, I had said, like I'm saying to you, that I have hostilities towards blacks, Hispanic Jews, whatever. So she said, well, do you ever want to hurt yourself or others? I said, you know, sometime, whatever. To make a long story short, gentlemen, she said, wait one moment. I'm going to go check on your medication. Within 20 minutes, two guys were holding a stretcher, and two police officers came, and they, and they, and they were taking me away, and I was screaming at her. She's an Indian doctor. She says, what's the meaning of this? And the cops said, don't you know? I said, what do you mean, officer? Know what? She cited Section 12 on you. Do you know what Section 12 is, gentlemen? Uh,
1: Sounds like a like requirement, a requirement for, uh, for, for the, you know, if a psychiatrist or psychologist finds out some information about you that makes you dangerous to other people, then they probably have to report it to the cops.
4: What I'm saying, the reason why I'm bringing this up is that it left a scar on me. Don't ever see a psychiatrist, and I've never seen one or a psychologist since. They are just as dangerous as the police. Do you know when that's the police scary. pull you I over, have to say, say you robbed the a bank, they would say to you, "You have the what do they say? That you have the right to remain silent. Anything you say can be used against you in a court of law. Is that correct? That's, no, that's not, sometimes they'll to. tell you
0: that. are <laughs> supposed to say that.
4: A psychologist, a psychiatrist will never say to you, Mr. Jones, by the way, if, if you tell me something that I find disturbing, I'm going to have to cite Section 12 and send you off to a nut house.
0: Yeah, that's scary. When did that happen to you?
4: That happened... Thirteen years ago, in 1996.
0: And, how long, and uh, how long were you in for?
4: I was not. I was. I was sent away to a hospital for about nine hours. I finally got out.
0: It's crazy. But I'm
4: bringing this up because you're talking about liberties and freedom, and yeah. I want your your callers to realize how dangerous it is.
0: Thank you for the call tonight, Scott. Appreciate the story at 800-259-9231 and go to get help, and that's what they do. Mm. I don't consider that helping someone. You can bring up what you want. This is
5: Free Talk Live,
0: 800-259-9231. If
5: you're paying more than $14.95 per month for DSL, you are paying way too much. It's time to make the switch to DSL Extreme, the nation's number one internet service provider. DSL Extreme is fast. And at $14.95 per month, it's cheaper than dial up. Plus, you get free spam protection, a free modem, and 24 hour a day free local tech support with no setup fees. Call 1 get GETNET. That's 1 866 the number two GETNET. Or go to DSLExtreme.com.
0: This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. Just dial in toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All of the features are free. And they include archives. So if you've missed a moment of the show, just click, download. They're yours. Front page of the website, free at freetalklive.com. Now, we do give you the features free, so in return for that... Sometimes we ask you to do something for us. Now, we're just asking. You don't have to do anything. But if you want to, it would make a big difference for us. Because right now, as of today, the podcastawards.com voting has opened up and this is the most important voting that happens for Free Talk Live all year long because it's a once a year opportunity to take home the podcast award for in this case we've been again nominated thanks to listeners like you uh been nominated for the best political category now i don't really like the term political i you know, don't consider myself political at all. In fact, there's been some discussion recently over the activism here in in Keene, where we're doing the show from, and the you, the word political has come up to describe the uh, the 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 liberty act, act activists out here. And I just don't think that the term is very accurate. But nonetheless, we are in the political category, and we have won the uh, political category for the last four years. So this will be our fifth. If you vote for us, you if we can win help it, us. Right,
1: right. And the competition is extraordinarily fierce this year. Yeah, Rush Limbaugh's in there. Now we have beat George Bush and Barack Obama in the past, but I don't suspect they really cared whether their, whether their podcast, um, you know, won or not. But Rush has, well, they got ditto heads out there. A lot of people, yeah. rabid fans. But you don't think Rush is going to mention? If he says the it one time, teams, we're screwed. We're done. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, uh, secondly, the Young Turks are in there, and Bill Maher, Maher, Maher. The Turks
0: make a lot more money than we do. I know that much well and they, they've got they,
1: they've got rabid fans so yeah. this this competition seems very fierce to me this may be the most
0: competitive year
1: yeah and um you know if if you vote any time at all of uh, for us this is the time of the year that we need it cuz i really and. do use this to promote the show, when I talk to people on the phone, my Award pitch winners. is, yeah, when I, when I talk to advertisers on the phone, my pitch is, Free Talk Live is syndicated on 56 stations coast to coast, and it's the number one political podcast for four years running. I have the little plastic trophy sitting right here in front of me to prove it. And, yeah. you know, I, I can't tell you how, I say that a dozen times a day. It makes so,
0: a difference. It makes a difference. So being uh, the winner in this particular little contest would be quite good for us. So please take a moment. Go to podcastawards.com. And you'll see there are a whole bunch of different categories there. Uh, the one you want is political, and it's a bit of the ways down the page. In fact, I think it's yeah, it's three up, the third category up from the bottom on the right side. And we're in there with a whole bunch of Bill Mars in there. Uh, Rush Limbaugh's in there, the, the Common Sense, uh, the Young Turks. Lots of uh, programming with lots of fans, and you can only vote for one. So please choose Free Talk Live in the political category at podcastawards.com. Plus, looks like uh, Stefan Molyneux, who uh, is a pretty friendly character uh, toward this show, uh, he's actually been nominated for the what I think the best the, the People's Choice People's award. Choice and Education. So you know you can th- throw a vote in for him. And uh, of course, we like we like old Mike D over at Red Bar Radio yep. in the mature category. So those those are your picks uh, from from Free Talk. Live. Also,
1: high, hardcore histories in um, in some of the categories. Oh, is I'm, he? I'm, I am fond of that that show. I didn't um, notice that. Dan Carlin's Common Sense is competing against us in the podcast award section. And yeah, I'm we sorry, can't let that happen. He's gonna have to go. There, yeah. <laughs> but Sorry, um, Dan. I, it, it doesn't change that I'm going to vote for him for hardcore history in some of the spots that I, I see there because I, you know, I like the, the the I like the podcast.
0: So there you go. So for, so free talk live's voting recommendations. If you've got the time, vote for those other guys. At the very minimum, please vote for free talk live at podcastawards.com. Important, and important point, uh you can vote every single day. So vote today, vote tomorrow, vote the next day, all the way through the thirtieth. So you got about another two weeks of uh, straight voting. Well, and we will remind you uh, on a daily oh, basis. Oh yes we
1: will. This is extraordinarily important to us and we yeah. will continue to do so. And um, another thing that I would, would mention is that if you are on Facebook or want to get on Facebook for this reason, um, I'm going to be you know the 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 groups over there. I'm going to be hitting them heavy with uh, with uh, mass emails and and things like that. And I'm going to be giving away prizes to make the uh, the spam feel a little more palatable. Uh, what kind um, of prizes? Palatable. Well, um sacks and and really, paper, oh, that's cool. Science fiction books, basically, from advertisers. And I'll be giving away quite a quite a few prizes there. So if you want Excellent. to be reminded on a daily basis and have a chance to win prizes. Go to, uh, what is it? How will you do it? Facebook.freetalklive.com. Yeah, it'll be in the email.
0: Okay, so you'll come up with something creative then.
1: I already know it. I'm oh, guess, excellent. guessing numbers between what and what, whatever and whatever.
0: Very good. Uh, so, once again, PodcastAwards.com. Spread the word, tell your friends, and ask them to vote for Free Talk Live. And thank you so much in advance. Hopefully, we will be taking home the uh, the fifth award in a row. And we'll still be, we're the only one that won four in a row. So, if we win this year, we'll still be the only one who could possibly have won uh, five years in a row. And we'd like to keep that, uh, that momentum going. So, thank you for everyone who nominated us. Now it's time to vote at PodcastAwards.com. By the way, b- back to the term politics since this has kind of been an issue recently it's one of those those words that is being associated with with me and i i don't really think it's accurate i uh, yes i have engaged in politics in the past i used to work for the the libertarian party down in florida but i don't do political stuff in that way all right i'll do the occasional call a representative thing and yeah, I did go out and hold a sign for uh, for Nick Ryder, but I find it all detestable. I don't consider myself a very political person. And indeed, the definition over at one of the definitions at uh, dictionary.com besides it's interesting, the definition of politics is most frequently defined as political things. And when you look at political, it's the concern of polit concern of politics. <laughs> you have to get six definitions in until you get this one. Use of intrigue or strategy in obtaining any position of power or control. So, for me, I'm not interested in power. I'm not interested in control over other people's lives. So therefore, I don't see how I could be accurately labeled as political.
1: But I'm interested in uh, reducing the amount of power that that uh, you know is is implemented on my life. So therefore, I'm interested in that.
0: Yeah, but are you interested in obtaining the positions of power or control? You're, if it if it's what it takes to get the power out of my yeah. life and other people's lives, yes I am. So you are very political then. For me, I don't want that. That's why I ran as I uh, tried to run as a nobody candidate. In fact, Mark, you've actually got a a quick story about the nobody candidate. Somebody has actually done this, and from what I understand, it's not the first time.
1: Yeah um say this is from russia Because they wouldn't let me do this here in the United States well you didn't legally change your name you don't have to
0: from what i understand i learned this later that in new hampshire apparently you don't have to
1: okay well i don't know whatever but it doesn't matter they don't follow their own rules so a, a ukrainian man uh, pardon me if i don't if my russian or ukrainian or whatever it is isn't very good ukrainian man bearing the unusual name potskievskiv um, meaning none of the above was submitted has submitted an application to run for president the poll is due to be held in two months the ukrainian central election commission received the application by president um presidential candidate none of the above (laughs) tuesday uh ukrainian news uh website union reports so it's it's kind of fun Um, so wait 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 he's
0: actually on the ballot or he's working toward getting on the ballot i missed that point
1: he's got an application
0: in okay
1: Well, I hope it works out for him. Would you want to be at the bottom if you were going to be none of the above?
0: Well, yeah, I would think you'd have to be, right? Yeah. How do you get at the bottom? Oh, well, around here, you can be the last person in. So if you're the last person to uh, register for the vote, then you'd be the last person on the ballot.
1: I'll tell you, I'd probably vote for a none of the above guy (laughs) unless I had somebody who was in the race.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, I see what you're saying. Absolutely. I I think that if you're going to have voting, and they do. Uh, if you're going to have this system, then it should have a none of the above option. And I don't mean that it, there's actually a person behind it necessarily to take office and do who knows what. Uh, but I do mean somebody, who, because we don't know what his intentions are, right? We don't really no know. No
1: idea. It's just an interesting story.
0: Yeah. but it, But if you actually had the choice on the ballot of none of the above, I think that would be very interesting. Because then you'd actually find out maybe... What the people, the you know, the unspoken masses have to say. Of course, they'd still have to turn out and actually vote for none of the above. But the facts are that, in this country at least, most people don't vote, especially in local elections. Most people are not registered to and do not vote. It's
1: true. I mean, in local elections, people, by and large, don't turn out.
0: There's 10% um, here in, in
1: Keene this year. Was it 10%? 10%. That's that's it. Actually, pretty good for many um, places, localities. Uh, You know, I mean, it just... It it speaks to how uh, how active people are around here, but so you've got ten percent that's uh, and I think we've got a
0: population of about twenty five thousand people, but I think only about sixteen thousand of them are
1: registered. registered to vote. Yeah. So strangely, we, it's the easiest state in the world, <laughs> the, probably the one of the easiest states to be registered. Basically, you can walk in day of and you're registered. So
0: so you've got maybe I don't know how many bureaucrats do you think there are in the area? A Few hundred.
1: Couple Couldn't hundred, two, three
0: hundred, hundred, something like that. So basically, you got the bureaucrats, you got husbands, wives of bureaucrats, you've got family members of bureaucrats, friends of bureaucrats, um, and then there's a small contingent of people that actually want more freedom that are showing up to uh, to try to vote. That's the way it is. That's kind of the picture of the situation here. It's probably it's probably pretty similar where you are, in in any
1: local election. Yeah, it's it's really difficult um, because you know obviously you can only affect a couple yourself and and maybe a couple of people coming out to vote whereas you know these these people who work in inside the system every day it's really important to them um to to go vote so you know they they know that their votes have power
0: the toll-free number is 800-259-9231 that is the sacral C A I toll-free line bring up whatever's on your mind hour number two is coming up you can take control of the airwaves that's why we call it free talk live This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into the second hour of the program. You are invited to bring up whatever's on your mind. Just dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Right to your phone calls, we go to Frank in New York. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Frank.
8: Uh, Good evening, gentlemen. How are you doing?
0: Super. What's on your mind tonight, Frank?
8: Good. I was thinking a lot about the decision today to try the uh, alleged uh, uh, 9-11 masterminds in New York City. Right. And how, in a sense, it will be a very interesting case if it goes to the federal court, which I don't think it will, but uh, I think it will be changed the venue uh, going into a military commission sort of court uh, because it would be very interesting with all of the evidence that has come out from the nanothermite to the fact that President Bush's brother Marvin and his first cousin uh, uh, Walker were uh, had the security company that had the contract to do the World Trade Center, the fact that Larry Silverstein had purchased terrorist Policies on all the buildings, insuring them for way more than they were worth. There
0: are a lot of rebuttals to all of the the conspiracy but points. Also, you're bringing the up.
8: discovery could be very interesting, and the nanothermite being the most interesting, considering that the nanothermite particles that they found, uh, the nanothermite was only produced in one of two countries: the United States or Israel. And it could be very interesting the discovery. And if I were an attorney, I'd love to handle the case because I think that one could convince 12 jurors that uh, it was an inside job done with the United States and maybe another country that the CIA contracted to actually do the
0: job. So you are somebody who believes uh, that particular story?
8: Actually, I do. If you do the research, it's very interesting. And virtually all of the foreign intelligence agencies uh, have stated that it was an inside job, a state-sponsored terrorist attack. And the fact that everyone, you know, with Al-Qaeda was on the CIA payroll also makes it all the more interesting. And no one is mentioning the fact that between 50 and $100 trillion of uh, uh, derivative contracts that Cantor Fitzgerald had disappeared with this before they were due to expire. And all of these things added up could be very interesting presenting this material with a discovery to a jury. And that's why I think that... uh uh, the State, the Justice Department, uh, will renege on having this in the New York Federal Court, and they'll do it under the Military Commissions Act, whereby you won't be able to do discovery with regard to the defendants. You won't be able to uh, use the due process. Uh, it's interesting speculation, that, Frank. Interesting yeah, well, speculation. it is, but the point is this uh, it, the more one does the research, the more uh, uh, it really. Uh, all I can say is this it will be very interesting, and all you know, of I don't these know who it is that, uh, I've done some knowledge of... that have been unearthed over the last you know eight years yeah. uh,
0: you know frank it could, it could one of my my problem is with the the whole conspiracy theory mentality is that uh you can just do research forever i mean there's there's no end to the uh, the rabbit hole, and I don't know what the real story is I, wouldn't I don't think... call
8: it conspiracy. I think the conspiracy is sort of stating that uh that that nine uh, what was it, I'm sorry, 19 uh, Islamic terrorists that couldn't even fly planes or land a little piper cub unassisted could actually do this impossibility. I think that's Well, I think that's not what I'm and saying. I think that, is,
0: Frank, that's not what I'm saying. I think I'm saying that I don't know what the, the real story is, and to me it doesn't well, really matter. Well, what's interesting
8: is the fact that after it happened, without doing any research, uh, we had 19 photographs with Different suspects stating that these are the people involved, and if you look yes, at yes, it, it's 12 all very them, interesting. I agree with you, of them you, actually Frank. never had anything to do with it. They weren't even in well, the United there's, States. There's
0: some, uh, you know, there, again, a lot of the things you're bringing up are a common factoids, if you will, that are that are brought out in a lot of the conspiracy videos around this. Well, I wouldn't call it conspiracy. It has been, I, I, think, I, I think understand you're... that, Frank. Hang on a moment. Uh, much of it has been rebutted, and I would say fairly effectively, I'd recommend that you go to loosechangeguide.com. If it's your ins- if you're insisting on doing research, you should research the other side of it. And I'm not saying that I'm taking a side on which one is which, Frank. I'm just saying that I've spent plenty of time on this, and I wish I could have my time back because uh, it hasn't done anything for me. Maybe for some people it helps them see that the government is you know really evil and out to get you. Well, you and guys I are always that, talking I, about the government being sure, out to sure. get the
8: people and well, yeah. Violating what we do, Frank, is we talk about those, we agree upon.
0: Yes, well, we, but when we talk about it, we talk about things that don't require suspension of uh, disbelief. That don't right, require accepting. You guys accepting. deal with theory.
8: You're always dealing with theory. A free market that never existed. The notion. Many of these mythological constructs that really have a life. Only within the discourse that are really not related to the real world, whereby this actually affected not only financial markets, but you know the lives of over 3,000 people and probably 1,200 first responders. And I think it's very interesting. And it also, we've it also It is very um,
0: interesting. I agree with you. You yeah, can it's spend all, it's all kinds of time on going it. Going
8: over to Afghanistan and Iraq. And then we find out later, after the government tells us that Saddam Hussein was supporting Al Qaeda behind this, then none of that happened. But yet, two million innocent Afghans and Iraqis are all dead over this. I think that's the conspiracy, and the beauty of how it was handled by the media. Uh, well, well, there's no there's no so conspiracy in the idea, could be, Frank. Frank, there's Frank. This could be a very Frank. Interesting
0: there's no, talk, Frank? There's, there's no uh, There's no doubt that certainly the people in Washington, D.C. are conspiring to, uh, to wield more power over people's lives. And certainly you can look at what happened after 9-11 and show that certainly 9-11 was used as an excuse to increase the size and the scope of the federal government and the intrusiveness and the expensiveness and the expansiveness of it. And there's no doubt about all of those things. That's what I like to talk about on this show are things that there is no doubt about things that you don't have to go through a process of proving and, uh, and researching in order to really show people the truth about the government, and that is that the government is forced. But Mark's been trying to jump in here
1: with a, with something. Go ahead, Mark. Well, I was um, I'm just saying that I, uh, I don't think this is going to be definitive, Frank, because uh, obviously, if there is some kind of conspiracy uh, behind this, and I, I think that there's been motivating evidence on both sides... But um, if there is, then clearly the people that are in charge that 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 perpetrated the conspiracy in the first place are going to be the ones that um, uh, you know that that run this court, and the evidence won't be trotted out. I just I you know it's going to be.
8: That's why I said it'll go to a military commission tribunal because the discovery in the federal court would open uh, would actually open uh, a completely different perspective on 9 11, and the fact too that all of this could occur. When, sci- when, when war games that were classified were going on makes it all the more of an interesting, you know, inside kind of job. So, in a sense, all of this material uh, and the failures of the CIA, NORAD, the FBI to actually protect us also uh, would come out in this. And I think. Uh if well, it does it's, go to the federal court, it could be one protect- of the most interesting cases in the last
0: 60 years. See, now one of the things that p- the conspiracy people always bring up is, all oh, the NORAD failed and blah, blah, blah. Well, wait a minute. We're talking about the government here. So of course they failed. I mean, it's not even really their job to protect you. It's just that's their position no, no, statement. No,
8: you're wrong. NORAD was set up uh, in 1947 to protect... Uh, the United States from any attack the and United any nuclear States. attack and to monitor they're, they're all of the They're protecting the United
0: States. States, Frank. The United States is the government. They're not protecting you, so don't confuse no, no, the but, two. No, but
8: you're, you're wrong about NORAD. If you read, actually, the mission statement of NORAD, it's oh, what it sounds I'm talking a page, about. turner The point is this. Trillions of dollars have been spent uh in the po- in the cold war and post cold war and all of these supposed justifications were to protect the american people and they failed dramatically which means too that i mean there should have been a tremendous investigation and all those in charge should have been booted out and you know malfeasance charges should have been looked into uh you know as i said uh the real conspiracy at least from my point of view is how the media and the government have been able to uh you know, amplify uh, these bizarre notions and concepts, uh, and this case could actually be the breakthrough that allows the crack of truth to come out. And if I were an attorney, it would be an interesting case to be on.
0: Thanks for the thoughts tonight. The speculation eight hundred. I think the most interesting part of his speculation is that he thinks it'll go into a military tribunal.
1: I think that he's. Pro- it sounds like he may be right, but you know, it doesn't seem to me that any of the outcomes are going to shed. Uh, uh, it really any truth on it because the, I think that both sides in this are so thoroughly entrenched that you know people don't know what to believe and by and large they get their heads in the sand anyway.
0: Toll free numbers 9231 That's the SACL C A I toll free line. This is Free Talk Live.
1: Listen up for something free
3: from Ruger. From now until the end of the year, buy any new Ruger bolt-action rifle and receive a free Ruger-branded Carhartt jacket, both made in America. For more information, go to Ruger.com slash Carhartt. That's Ruger.com slash C-A-R-H-A-R-T-T. Ruger rifles are known for their rugged reliability, handsome style, unique design features, and represent the best value in rifles. Go to Ruger.com and check out a Ruger rifle today.
0: This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything if you dial toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL cai toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. Uh, free We've got a Facebook profile. It is facebook.freetalklive.com. You can become a fan there. That's Facebook. FreeTalkLive.com and free talk Live is brought to you by Jason Osborne and SACL CAI. They have a full orbed approach to account recovery. It's really three companies in one. They do collections early out billing and they purchase charged off receivables. SACL knows the way they treat your customer, reflects on you. Their staff is respectful, they record every call, and have the best equipment money can buy so your business is handled as efficiently as possible. See their banner at freetalklive.com. That's Sakel, C-A-I, as we continue here. Uh, what happens when you call 911? Well, occasionally they'll show up eventually and maybe actually do something right, but a lot of times
1: they'll, well, kill you or close. Mark, what happened here? This one wasn't exactly a 911 faux pas, but I'll, let me read the story. Um, the, the case is coming up these people are bringing a uh, you know court case against the the phoenix police um in this particular instance so it's an old story however i don't we haven't read it on on the air and so i've gone back and found the old story because it it really shows the sh- uh, you know the shock of what happened mm-hmm. better than the current story um i'd like to also point out uh, you know a little little preemption here they they do have a citizens review board for the phoenix police And the review board just heard uh, this case in September, and they found that there was nothing, that the cops didn't do anything wrong. Interesting. So listen to this. Well, I mean, if the Citizens Review Board says they did nothing wrong, then clearly they did nothing wrong. This is, well, they, can't, they honestly don't deny any of the facts that this happened. There's no cops denying these facts. They did try to cover it up. However, it's all recorded by the 911 tapes. So there was a 911 call. There was a 911 call, but they didn't come because of the 911 call. They were oh, pursuing okay. this guy, essentially, or gotcha. they heard the noise of him jumping through the window. A homeowner says Phoenix police shot him six times in the back during a 911 home invasion call. He was threatened, right? The guy had a gun. He was threatened, so he shot the guy in the back, right? Huh. And the 911 tape recorded the officer's partner saying, it's all right, don't worry about it, I got your back. Are we clear? Oh, boy. The family says the officer officers were not aware that the 911 call, call was still recording as they spoke about covering up the shooting. In their complaint in Maricopa County Court, Anthony and Leslie Arumbula Say an armed intruder crashed through the front window of their home on September the 17th in 2008, and ran into their their son's bedroom. He's 12. Um, that doesn't mention in this article. Anthony, worried about his son who was uh, still in his bedroom, says he held the intruder calmly at gunpoint and called 911. Phoenix police officers already in the neighborhood heard the crash at the Arumbala's window when they approached the house. Leslie says she told Sergeant Sean Coates, that's the guy who was in charge at that point on the scene, that her husband was inside holding the intruder at gunpoint. Leslie said Coates, I may have this name wrong, Coates, uh, failed to pass on the information to the other two officers. In the house, the Arumbalists say Officer Brian Lilly shot Anthony six times oh. in the back while he was still on the phone with the 911 operator. Gosh. Twice when he was on the ground, just poof poof, wow, plugging that's crazy. a dude on the ground. The officers ran into the bedroom after Anthony told them, "You just, uh, you just killed the homeowner. The bad guy's in there." The complaint states the officer Lilly admitted that he was the only um, after Tony. That it was only after Tony was lying bullet-ridden on the floor that he assessed the situation. The 9-11 tape continued to record what happened even after Lily unloaded his weapon into Tony, including Officer Lily's post-shooting word assessment. It was one word. It was the F word. And... Yeah. What else can you say in that instance? You just shot a man six times, who was completely innocent, and holding the the bad guy at um, at gunpoint. Wow. Apparently, they're claiming that they didn't that the the officer couldn't even see the gun. I don't know. I can't imagine why he managed to shoot the guy. Just I would think trigger the gun...
0: happy and sh- and shot. Yep. The the, the, the and yeah, you know, it's a very intense situation, and there you go.
1: He plugged the homeowner, and he knows that Tony... there's very little that will happen to him yep. if you make a mistake. And as a he's cop... right, he is right. The Citizen Review Board said, "Well, you know, he I, I, I did the very best he could. It was a it was a tense situation." Oh. The, Tony believed that he was going to die. The nine eleven tape, a nine one one tape, records his plaintive goodbyes to his family. "I love you, I love you." Oh my gosh! And then Tony made what he believed was a dying request to the officers. But he didn't want his young family to see him shot and bloodied. The officers callously ignored his request, and pain, painfully drug Tony by his injured leg through the home and out into the backyard they patio. They dragged him? Oh, I'm not done, dude. Um, where wait, they left wait, him what? bloodied and shot right in front of Leslie and Matthew and Zachary. they ch- leaving his, you know, the bullet-ridden dad right there after he just asked them not to. The Arimbalists say the officers I, later...
0: Wait a minute. Now, look, I don't know much about taking care of people when they've been shot, but I do know that in general... it's probably not a good idea to be moving somebody around if they've had major bodily injury i mean it's just don't you want to wait till the medics show up and i wish you'd shut up the,
1: the police are the uh are the experts here and and I, we don't need you like sitting here you what know, the hell do i know right. I'm
0: just a talk show host
1: the arumbalists say that the officers later dragged anthony and onto the gravel then put him on top of the hood of a squad car and what? drove the car down the street with tony lying on top writhing in pain <laughs> what According to the complaint, Lily can be heard in the nine eleven tape crazy. Telling Coates we effed up. Lily says the tape that he did not know, wait a where, minute, they wait drove minute. down the street with a guy on the hood of the car? This part this, this is was strangest... after
0: they knew he was the homeowner?
1: This is the strangest part of the whole story and I just don't know what it why. Well, wow. says on the tape that he didn't know um that where Anthony's gun was when he shot him, and that he opened fire because he heard loud noises and saw someone who looked like he might be hispanic and Mr Ur is um no male, those
0: hispanics <laughs> um
1: that, that were they were pursuing before they got into Urumbu's house according to the complaint not so, a
0: good one among them. <laughs>
1: kidding of course the that's
0: probably his mentality though i mean this is the same guy now this is phoenix police it's not joe arpaio's gang exactly right
1: because it's the city cops yeah i think that's correct but arpaio probably still has some sort of there's certainly a culture of yeah. um you know whatever it is uh, that <laughs> getting of cops getting away with whatever the heck they want down there mm-hmm. in phoenix and i you know well, there's a culture
0: that, of that all over the place but it's especially bad in Maricopa County.
1: The complaint states Sergeant Coates knew the officers had just shot up and likely killed an innocent homeowner and husband of Leslie with whom he had spoken before entering the home. Instead of the armed intruder, Sergeant Coates was quick to commence the cover-up of their terrible mistake. Coates asked uh, Officer Lilly where Tony's gun was at the time Officer Lilly had opened fire on Tony. Officer Lilly admitted he didn't know where Tony's gun was. I don't know. I heard screaming and fired. And this is caught on the this was caught is on, on the recording? nine one one tape, right? I keep on saying tape. It's probably not a tape. Leslie it later, might be. It's the government. Yeah, That's true. Leslie later told police internal affairs investigator that Anthony had pointed his gun in his direction. So the the story changes, right? Um, now suddenly... the First, he didn't know where the gun was. Right. That went, so at the time, he says, I didn't know where it was. Later, he's got a new story. So in the police report is where the new story comes out? Correct. Um, told the police internal affairs investigator that he pointed the gun in his direction in the ready position. Complaint states, but complaint states, but Anthony Arumbala says he was facing away from the officers. Right, Um, if what the guy said was true, the bullets should be in his chest. Right, throat, going in the front of the guy. They're not, so it just doesn't matter to these people. Yeah, it is so obvious. We will not be deterred by the facts. With this evidence that you have is pointless. These officers were protecting people. I, I, I cannot huh. believe that you stand up against these officers and, and make complaints. These people yeah, are protecting. These you? are our, our, our boys in blue. They're d- keeping us safe. How dare you even question them? They're a- shooting homeowners in the back. A police. They, this, kid, this man, Lily, should never have even touched a gun. A police He's officer. He's dangerous. Wait a minute, Mark. Police officers never lie. How dare we even question them? He, he should have a gun for his home to protect it, but he shouldn't be out there using it to protect citizens.
0: You can dial in toll free at 800 259 9231. That is the SACL CAI. Toll Freeline. This is Free Talk Live. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want if you dial toll-free to one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. 259 9231 That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line, one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. 259 9231 Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Julia. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. The features include the bulletin board system, the wiki, the archives, and more. We give it all away. Those other talk show hosts charge you for their sites and ours is free at freetalklive.com. Plus, I want to tell you a little bit about the TOTASAC. You can go to TOTASAC.com, totasa kcom Get yourself a family pack today. You're going to want one of these things. Actually, you're going to want more than one because you've got more than one hand, most likely. Uh, we have two of them in the back of our car at all times. And whenever we're bringing the groceries back in, it's not really a wee task anymore. It's... I get to load them all up onto two of these TOTA sacks and walk them all in in one trip. It really reduces the amount of time uh, that one will spend unloading. Things like groceries and other bagged items uh, from your car. And who knows what other things you'll be able to figure out to uh, to carry with these things. Totasac.com is where you go to learn more about these wonderful little handles made of one hundred percent recycled materials right here in the United States.
1: And for Christmas, they're doing a two for one sale on the family packs. That's the six pack of Totesacs.
0: Wait, this is on right now because you went to the website the other day and right. The sure? website
1: isn't going to change. But it does have contact information there, so you can call during the day or whatever and or and or you know, order through the website, whatever it is you want to do. And so you is, have to ask for the two for one? Essentially, yeah, you have to ask for the two for one, and obviously, people who don't know, you heard right.
0: about it on Free Talk Live. Hey, I heard about this two for one deal on Free sure Talk. Sure wouldn't live. hurt, yeah.
1: and so that, that'll get you basically for the the cost of one of the packages of uh, uh, family packs, and I think it's it's under twenty dollars, and it's six, six get,
0: handles in one one right, family so pack, so that's
1: twelve handles um i recommend that you give them You'd have to pairs. give them away <laughs> um so but i mean i like like you said they're great stocking stuffers and they'll also drop ship the other one so you'll get you pay pay the shipping for the one to your house and then they'll drop ship for 50% off the other one to somebody else so if you've cool. got a, a family member in Seattle and you're in Florida or whatever they'll they'll send it over there and you don't have to pay for the shipping twice you well, you don't have to pay twice right because right. it's fifty percent off so you pay
0: for that shipping to that person's home but right. you wouldn't have to pay to have it shipped to you then pay to have it shipped to them
1: correct so, um, so that's it's, pretty it's smart great, it's a great deal and uh, it's at totasak.com dot com t o t a s a k dot com sweet
0: all right eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one across the pond uh, actually we'll go there in a moment sorry Mark you've got more to this story I, yeah, I want to make sure to we get the story all of that. Up want to make sure we get all that out. Julia is joining us here for the remainder of the show, by the way. Um, now, what you're telling us about is a man who was shot in the back six times. And he was on the phone with 911 at the time that the shooting occurred. He was shot by a police officer. He had held a man at gunpoint. In who had home. broken into his home. Right. So there was a burglar. The police were chasing the burglar. The burglar broke into his home. He pulled his gun out, held this guy at gunpoint. The cops come in, blow six holes in the back of the homeowners uh, in, in his back, and then they proceeded to drag him outside, drag him onto the gravel, put him up on the car's hood, drive down the street, and say things over the open phone line that were recorded to the effect of covering up the uh, the crime. Absolutely. So, what else
1: happened? <laughs> um, the, the, uh, yeah, and they, they changed their story. Originally on the, the tape you hear that the, uh, the, the officer said, I didn't know where the guy's gun was. Then, um, then he tells the police investigator, the, the subject pointed his gun at me in the ready position. And um, the complaint continues, still not knowing that he was being recorded on the 911 tape, Sergeant Coates interrupted Officer Lilly's admission and apology with his assurance that the cover-up would commence. It's all right. Don't worry about it. I got your back. Are we clear? Mm. So this is them saying, no, look, look, man, don't worry. We're going to take care of this.
5: The no thin problem. The blue line is here. Closes in.
1: And it closes in within seconds. Yeah. Because it's a team it's mentality. A it's a gang. Those cops, even w- when they make mistakes, they're not looking for justice. They're looking yep. to pr- cover their butts. Okay. So the complaint continues. Um, let's see. After the shooting. And room- they're
0: so, wait a minute, they're so callous and they're so confident about their ability to cover this up. That's because they're that right. Just, right, exactly. That's what I'm saying. They're confident for a reason. They're so confident they'll be able to cover this up. They're just blabbing about it openly. We, we, they probably didn't know the phone line was open, but nonetheless, this guy was still there. The kid was in the room or whatever. There was a kid that was in the house. I mean, there were people around, and yet they're so they're so confident they'll be able to cover it up. They're just these, they're, He's so confident that as a sergeant in this case, he's helping his buddy... He's so confident. He's putting himself on the line. He's willing to put his own career on the line to help his buddy out, who just shot a man in the back six times. Well,
1: the sergeant didn't relay to his officer on the scene that uh, the homeowner was holding the uh, subject at gunpoint. Um, so the sergeant was really in—you uh, know—he's—he's he's in trouble too. So that doesn't—that yeah. that doesn't exactly hold water. After the shooting, the Arumulas say the uh, Phoenix Police Department treated them like suspects in a drug bust, denying mm. Leslie, Michael, and Zachary information about anthony's condition at the hospital denying friends and family members access to him at the hospital he was at this point treated as a criminal wow uh, anthony arumbala survived but continues to suffer even pain, though they knew he was imagine. the homeowner no oh, yeah they don't care i mean <laughs> you, they've got to they've got to cover their butts and, and in order to do that they have to treat him like a criminal Right, because they're alleging that he pointed the gun at the cops. Right, so he says he's, he experiences pain. Of course he does. He's been shot six times and will for the rest of his life. The city of Phoenix and Dozen and Officer Denzen whatever, are also named as defendants. This is what, the one officer that isn't really talked about in here. The Arumbalas seek punitive damages for gross negligence, civil rights violations, failure to supervise, excessive force, deliberate indifference to medical needs, false arrest, emotional distress. And they're uh, represented by some crappy lawyer. But, um, <laughs> and this is going to trial. It, this is it, it, they've got a civil case up, but I I've got here the the um, sort of citizens review board that went over this. And they I think rubber stamped it. Yep, it's it really seems to be the case, and um, it's 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 sad. Um, the citizens review board. I just wanted to get the, uh, the little bit out here. He acted within police policy in the incident in which he fired uh-huh. six shots at the homeowner amid the confusion in the home um, last September. As long as the cops are confused, they can do anything they want. Yep. The uh, suspect, Angel, and Asko. are afraid, Pinalis. as long as they're afraid, too. If they, if a
0: cop can say the dog was coming toward me, yep. they get to blow the dog's head off.
1: Right. Um, they they broke into the subject's house, uh, the, these people's houses, um, and the officers were tracking him on a shots fired call in the area. The Arumbala had the gun own, gun owner cornered in his twelve um, year old's room when the officer opened fired. This type of thing is so uh, severely demeans the credibility of these police review boards," said the lawyer for the Arumbalas. Physically, it would have been impossible for Lily to see the uh, the uh, Tony's face or the gun. Um, Gannon, who is a fellow that's on this, uh, um, excuse me, he's one of the officers, uh, excuse me, he is, represents Lily um, in this as the police officer, says that uh, Gannon and other members of the organization's board said the shooting was difficult to avoid considering the fluidity of the emergency scene. If Brian would have known that there was a homeowner in there, he probably would have hesitated. But if he had hesitated and it was the suspect, um, the outcome would have been tragic. Because it's tragic when a cop gets shot. Oh, he says the outcome could have been tragic. He shot a homeowner and apparently That's not tragic. the outcome isn't tragic. It was just wow. it was necessary because of the fluidity, it's you know a fluidity, the fluidity of the moment. Fluidity yeah. Of the moment. Right. So, wow. it was, it was I mean, difficult if they, if to they, avoid because if, of the fluidity of the emergency scene.
0: If it wasn't crystal clear for you before that there's an us versus them mentality when it comes to the police. That makes it pretty clear, I think. Yep. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I. I. Go ahead. I'm sorry. That's it's it. Stunning. Basically, the stunning. um,
1: that it it looks like the um, the they. they There's nothing they can it's do over. that's
0: wrong. There's nothing. They didn't do anything wrong, according to the
1: civilian review well, board. As long as it's a mistake instead of something that's evil, it. You oh, know, okay. what, what are you gonna do? What, you know, these guys have guns and they're dealing with criminals. Sometimes we have to kill homeowners. It's crazy. <laughs> you know. Apparently, you gotta this, this guy just isn't incompetent, um, too incompetent to have this gun. Uh, I mean, to me, at the very least, the guy's gun should be taken away from him. Should be fired. Get out of here.
0: The toll-free number is one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That is the Saquel C A I toll-free line. And unfortunately, this isn't an uncommon story. We just read, we just shared one with you. I think it was earlier this week about the Libertarian Party guy that was shot in the back three times as he was trying to get away from uh, being tased unnecessarily. So it's not unusual that cops will, A, shoot people in the back. But it is
1: unusual they get held accountable for it.
0: Right, or get away with it. It's not unusual they will uh, not get away with it. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. All right, you can bring up anything to your calls next. Then coming up, declawing kitties. Outlawed? We'll look at that. It's Free Talk Live. Bring up anything. Help Free Talk Live via the AMP program for just $3 per month, and you'll get access to exclusive call-in lines, a chat room, and a forum at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up anything if you dial in toll-free. Numbers are brought to you by Sakel CAI, 1-800-259-9231. Again, that's 800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Julia. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All of the features are totally free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. If you like the show and you want to help support Live. You can shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Just enter Amazon through that link, and Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. Whatever it is you need to buy, whether it's uh, books to DVDs to office products, man, they sell it. There are dozens of categories there. Get your shopping done. Get all your holiday shopping taken care of. You can do it all in one place at amazon.freetalklive.com, and a percentage of your sale goes to Free Talk Live. Again, Amazon dot freetalklive. dot com as we go to your phone calls across the pond to Tony who's been waiting patiently in the UK Tony you're on free talk live Tony in the hello.
9: UK you are on the air hello yes uh, first time caller long time listener um, yeah I just wondered if I could uh, ask you guys a few questions about terrorism um, yes certainly uh, yes, and certainly. Yeah, I understand uh, uh, that basically, of course, it's not a perfect idea. And uh, like many of the people in the uh, 19th century and the 20th century, you guys are just kind of working out ideas, and we're trying to work a way forward, yeah?
0: I would say so, yeah. I don't think that... Oh, we're getting some, some nasty talk back there. Um, I, I would say that the ideas of liberty, and I don't consider myself a libertarian. I consider myself a voluntarist. But at one time, I would have self-described that way. I think the ideas of liberty are not
9: utopian,
0: They're just the best darn way for human beings to interact.
9: Go ahead. Well, the thing is that it's – of course, there are a few ideas that need to be worked out in order to make things perfect. The main thing that I wanted to come up with um, and ask you guys about was the ideas about uh, generally unpopular ideas. So the greatest example is – so. Occasionally throughout history, we get a situation where we have uh, large-scale diseases or epidemiology, and I've been listening to the show for a wait, long wait, wait, time. time. Wait, wait, one more time.
0: I didn't quite hear that. We in case, occasionally throughout history we get what
9: uh, conditions where we have say a disease oh. or uh, an uh, an epidemic. Gotcha. So. I listen to this show a lot, and there's a lot of this opposition, sort of anti-science opposition against uh, large-scale vaccinations or uh, government Control well, babe, before vaccine. you
0: go on, before you go on to suggest that being against vaccines is anti-science suggests that science takes us, you know, a solid position as some sort of entity in favor of vaccines. I think that there are some people that uh, would be scientific uh, that would take, a, you know, an anti-vaccine position. So I don't know if there's uh, necessarily a consensus on that point.
9: Well, I don't know. I think uh, um, if we're talking true science, um, this is actually based not on opinion, um, but actually on facts. And if someone has an opinion about science, then I think actually that they probably can't call themselves a scientist.
1: I didn't quite hear hear what you said. However, um, uh, you know, he I, says
0: if you have an opinion about science, I like science. science.
1: I'm just scared of vaccines because they they aren't incentivized, and vaccine manufacturers aren't incentivized in the in the same manner as you know, many uh, things that are sold in the free market.
9: No, absolutely. Um, what I would say is that it's everybody's choice uh, if they have a vaccine or not. Um, and I also believe that, you know, it, there is no problem if you have a vaccine or I don't. If I want to protect myself or you don't, that's up to you. Okay, so go so, with your so question. Yeah, so what if a situation was to arise where we were to have a large-scale outbreak of a disease that would... The best way to deal with these things would be able to quarantine certain areas. So uh, a town would have a large disease. You don't want to get the town next to it to have it. So you would have to restrict the movement of the town that had the disease. Now, obviously, this would take some sort of large force and would be a restriction on people's freedoms. So how would this Be able to be managed under a free market economy? Good
0: question. Good question. What I would say to that is that in a free market world, the concept of private property is pretty important. And so in the absence of this governmental structure, this one-size-fits-all monopoly that we're so familiar with that has these things called public properties, in the absence of that everything would essentially have a private owner. And so therefore, if you were allowed to be somewhere, it would be at the allowing of the private owner. So there would still be places that would be open to the public, but effectively they would not be what we think of today as public property. They would be private property that is open to the public, like, you know, 7-Eleven or something, like, like a, that. Restaurant. Or a restaurant. A restaurant. Right, um, and so therefore, because it's private property, each owner would get to decide what their policy is as according to how they want to handle the sickies, you know, the ones that have been come down with whatever the plague is that that uh, you know we're talking about in this futuristic uh, scenario. And in that case, they would decide, well, Likely, I don't want to have people that are sick coming on my property, and so therefore they would go through whatever is necess- you know whatever processes would be available or necessary in order to prevent that from happening and so if that's the case, then those cities or towns in whatever kind of free market structure they would have would have the ability to exclude the people that they didn't want to come there. Um, and how exactly that would all play out, I can't say for you because, well, we're not there. We don't know exactly how the market would handle those things. But you can, you can be certain that people would be able to control their property, and that would mean that they could exclude those that they don't want.
9: Yeah, no, I, I, I agree that in principle that's, a, that's, that's the plan. Um, I think when it comes down to controlling, say, a group of 100 very, very scared people who are infected with a disease or not infected with a disease, and you're trying to stop them moving over uh, uh, borders or different geological features in order to stop the spread of it, it becomes a lot more difficult. And I think that the main obstacle with uh, um, free marketeerism or libertarianism or however you want to call it comes down to, in essence, unpopular decisions, because sometimes unpopular decisions have to be made in order for the good of many people. And I'm not talking about libertarianism, um, utilitarianism, but I'm talking about The fact that the good of the many does actually outweigh the good of the few sometimes.
1: You know, I, I think you're. I think you're right that there are instances where it would be better if one if one person were in charge and coordinating these things. But who However, decides? wait a second. However, um, the fact is this boogeyman gets trotted out right now. Now I know you're over in Great Britain, and I'm sure that they're doing the same thing that over there that they're doing over here, as they hate the illegal aliens because they're coming across with leprosy. They li- they literally say leprosy, dude. Um, leprosy and uh, this this disease re- uh, resistant. or Excuse me. Uh, uh, TB. Yeah. TB the the, the uh, vaccine resistant t- tuberculosis or whatever that's and they, they use this already as if there aren't 20 million illegal aliens here in the country and they're not coming across already if it were true then it would have happened and fr- quite frankly i'll take the plague over the tyranny that's kind of how i feel well, yes again, what you're I'm saying sad. is quite possible but i'll take the the, the, the chance of a plague over the reality of tyranny.
9: But then again, Spanish flu between the world wars actually killed one in three people in this planet. And this could have been controlled and a lot. I mean, it killed more people than World War I and World War II put together. It's a great um, kind of forgotten era in, in history. Yeah, I'm not familiar yeah, with it, but,
1: but governments it probably killed has- more people than the Spanish flu.
9: No, this is very true, at overall time, but, but actually these, these events do happen and yes, they will they do. happen. I mean, we are just. Really yes, they the do the
0: happen, day. and it doesn't justify coercively extracting money uh, from from a, you
1: know from innocent people. Uh, where does it, it stop? I mean, do you put them in little rubber doesn't. rooms where uh, where somebody has to you know where the walls are disinfected? I mean, what do you what are you willing well, to do to to stop this disease what makes from you, spreading? Wait, wait, Mark, you said earlier that well,
0: you believe that there could be some instances where you wish one man could just decide these things.
1: I didn't say that. I said that there might it might be better than what we currently have. Well, what we currently but have you is a government. But don't know when this is the talking right time. About, Sorry,
0: Mark. I thought we were talking about the free market in in the future. Uh, I don't see how in any way one man deciding what to do about a plague situation is in any way better than having individuals on the ground making their own decisions in the marketplace because that allows competition. That allows for people to make different decisions. That allows for trial and error to discover what works and what doesn't. Because if the one man who's in charge makes the wrong decision, then you probably have an even, even worse situation. Situation on your hands, whatever that might be. So what I'm saying here is that the marketplace and freedom can solve whatever the problem is that you throw at it, whether it's the plague or some invasion or whatever the hell the you know the scary situation is. Uh, that the market can handle that situation with freedom better than some one-size-fits-all solution coming down from a monopolistic government. Your thoughts?
9: I also agree with that. The the fact is, is that um, sometimes that there comes a a point where we all have to be aware of the popularist vote. So you get many, many people deciding on something. It's not necessarily the right idea. So this comes down to controlling uh, populations in terms of disease, or this comes in terms of uh, uh, funding uh, projects that are expensive, expensive enough for no need for the public, but actually in the long run will create good. Well, Tony, wait, wait
1: wait Tony, we had um intrusive governments that were attempting to control disease in their population when the Spanish flu outbreak, or whatever that you're talking about, outbroke. We had that. And they failed. One in three people died. I'm just taking your word on it. I, I don't bring know anything Tony about back.
0: it. I want to bring Tony back here. If you, I know you said yes. another question for us, so uh, if you did, hang on. We'll bring that back. But you keep mentioning the, pu- the public good and the good of the public and the masses and all it's that. It's good for me to be free. Who decides what is good for the public? I think that in the marketplace, everybody gets to decide and then let the chips fall where they may. I don't want some one guy or one group of people deciding for me. What if they decide that extermination is a good
2: idea? How long can you hold your breath? Not long.
0: This is Pre-Talk Live. You can bring up anything. This is hour number three of the show, and you can take control at 800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Julia. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. 9231 de your cat to be banned? We'll tell you where. And first, take your phone calls at 800-259-9231. I think Tony is still with us. Across the pond in the U.K., Tony, you had some questions about uh, the freedom philosophy and wanted to make sure you had a chance to get them all out. So go ahead.
9: Okay, thanks. Um, this is just the idea. Everything I'm saying tonight is about unpopular ideas. So I mentioned something last uh, section about controlling population movement with disease. Um, so now I'd like to get on large-scale projects that necessarily won't have the popular vote from the people. So if you're talking about large-scale research projects, so, for example, at the moment, um, all over the world, we're trying to do fusion technology in order to generate large amounts of electricity for uh, renewable electricity. Um, The popular free market conclusion that we've reached so far has been a, a dependency on oil. Now, I know that has well, been wait a minute. Except that's not the so free. Frustrated. Wait a minute. Except
0: that's not the free market, Tony. What you're talking about is that the oil companies have some friends in positions of power and have essentially, you know, they've established themselves and they they use their their buddies in government to to some extent prevent. Uh, competition from coming into the energy markets. And and historically, at least here in the United States, I don't know what it's like in the UK, but around here, we only have one power company from which to choose. And so because there's only this government... Approved marketer of power uh, services, there's only one power company, there's very, very little incentive to innovate. There's uh, very little incentive to come up with new ideas uh, as far as providing power at lower and lower costs, at, at cleaner and cle- cleaner and cleaner ways. Uh, just It doesn't exist because the, the government has restricted competition. And anytime you have restrictions of competition because of the government, then you don't have a free
1: marketplace. Yeah, so. Tony, your, your first uh, uh, point makes some very good sense. But to say that there won't be innovation innovation in the marketplace because um they there will be too much competition or there won't be a government that's actually that's the the clear obvious wrong thing to say uh because competition is what causes innovation
9: okay um, well i agree with exactly what you're saying i think it's it's spot on what i will say okay an example is in Europe at the moment, they're doing something called the CERN project yes. in, uh, in Switzerland. Um, it's the Large Hadron Collider. It's yes. a great big thing that's supposed to destroy the world and blah, blah, blah. Right. right. Um, this is going to create incredible advances for science. Um, we do not, cannot really put a value on what it's going to create at the moment. To be honest, most scientists don't really know what they're going to find out from it.
0: Sure, I mean, who would, have, who would have known what the value of you know, coming up with electricity would have created? There's no way you could put a value on it. I agree.
9: Well, then again, even that, it's even more abstract than that. I mean, electricity, we understood, can move motors. We Even when it was being invented, there was a certain amount of value there. Um, this is looking for conceptual ideas about the birth of the universe. Now, I don't see... Really, without much coercion from the public, um, any anyone really funding um, a, a, a private organization in order to do research like that. Well, so you just now, don't have
0: – your problem then, Tony, is you don't have any vision. You, you don't believe in people, and you don't have any vision. You don't really know. For Maybe you don't, aren't aware, but, for instance, there are certain uh, multimillionaires who have little hobbies of doing things like this. Uh, they will fund projects like, like the X Prize. Sea studies a possibility but like the X prize where i think it was oh, gosh was it Paul Allen and Google there's a few different people who got together and they ponied up some cash and they said hey you come up with a you know this rocket that will get out get up into what i forget what level of earth's orbit or was. the ionosphere but yeah get up to a certain but level and we'll we'll give you this prize and people went in they spent more money than they would have won from the prize just to try to claim the prize
9: so but these have Inherent value, though, these are things that people can see the, see the end and vision. But you, Tony,
1: Tony uh, t- I, 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 you know, I understand the, the fear that you have. I've had fears about the marketplace, but it, when it comes in this particular instance, I, innovation, the marketplace is very good about innovation, and I think that you would probably see more things of more value, like the CERN project that you're, you're so concerned with, and I think it's an important project, too. You'd see more of that stuff not less of it, without coercion.
0: Yeah, see, it's, it, you're right, okay. Mark. It's the fear that you're talking about here, Tony, because you're afraid that other people don't have the same values that you do. And you're right. There are people with different sets of values out there. But you're afraid that there just aren't enough of people with the same value set that uh, that you have. And that's the thing that you're speculating about. You don't really know, and you don't really realize what the other people are out there that they would support. I mean, some people have, have called this show suggesting that they didn't think space travel would be uh, a possibility in the in the free marketplace. And clearly you understand that it, that it would be, but everybody has their issue where they are so afraid that it would just go away or it wouldn't exist at all without the uh, the state to back it up through coercion. And I'm just, I'd like to encourage you to just get over it.
9: Um, well, I think it's, it's less less about um, people seeing value. I think it's, it's more. Um, I'm not a supporter of government at all. Uh, I think that people can pretty much manage their own lives. But I think as a function, government has um, an ability to focus uh, people's uh, people's abilities, so you can focus a large amount of resources or a large amount of effort on a project. It, it serves as an ability to take resources, take being the, the very strong word, of course, but right. take resources from a, uh, um, a large body of people and focus it on a project.
1: Very, so you you in in a very manner, yeah. by you the way. You call it focus, Tony, but really what it means is people in power taking money from people to fund what it is that they think is important rather than what yeah. it is that those people it's think is focus. important. Yeah. So it's, 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 it's a absolutely. nice word for stealing.
9: No, absolutely. And, and of course, it's, it's, it's best and it's, it's awful, but if you think of it in, in terms of a very discrete mechanism, it is focusing it. And if you can focus a power, like it, it's the same way as having a general in charge of a large army. He's either in charge of five people or he's in charge of a thousand people. So you can focus these efforts onto a larger project. The more people focusing you have makes you.
0: it sound too much like it's. Uh... Focusing sounds too. No, well, no, no, no. Focusing makes it sound too specific, like it's, it's really sharp and really uh, good. And really, it's not focused at all. Yeah, they might be able to pick a topic, but they just. I kind of feel like they shovel money at it. It's like they're splooging, not focusing. Uh, the government just shovels cash at something that it determines as important, but the cash isn't utilized in any effective manner because there's no check on it. As soon as a government bureaucrat, whoever it is, ...decides that something is important, maybe it's George Bush deciding to put a man on Mars or something absurd like that, right? Uh, some government bureau comes up with an idea and says, oh, this is a good idea, well, I have an unlimited budget, we'll just shovel cash at it, and then, you know, we can have a, the first flag on Mars... And so then, you know, billions and trillions of dollars are spent, and maybe they do actually accomplish what it was that they set out to do, put a man on the moon or whatever. They uh, they, they might accomplish it, but at what cost? The cost is so great, whereas in the marketplace, all of these different entities that want to do wonderful things would have to compete for uh, the dollars of the consumers. And so, therefore, they'd actually have to keep their costs down, and they really would have to focus with laser precision at doing what they say they're going to do and doing it right. And doing it appropriately, because if they don't, then people aren't going to come around next year and give them money. Whereas with the government, they can just shovel the cash, and they know you're going to come back because next year, if you don't pay, they'll take your house from you. So all of the incentives to do these wonderful things you're talking about are not there in uh, you know to, to do it in any kind of an efficient manner. And plus, you get the this one-size-fits-all mentality where it's the bureaucrats that are in charge that get to make the ultimate decisions on what is important and what is not. And I don't know about you, Tony, but I don't trust George Bush or Barack Obama or Tony Blair or whoever these people are to make those important decisions. I trust the marketplace in aggregate, but not one or two men or a four hundred men.
9: No, I absolutely agree. And uh, I'm, I'm, you're you the know, most agreeable, uh, cr- I, critical I, I, I caller ever. I don't, I, yeah, well, I don't think you can ever um, trust any politician, because at the end of the day, they're, they're driven by the aims of them and their party, and um, uh, but only for the, for the rest of their, uh, um, their, their time in office. They're not going to drive for anything beyond their four years. But equally, human beings are, you know, we all agree that we vote not with this horrible bit of paper that we stick in a box and it's going to go and be thrown through the system, but we vote with our dollars and our pounds every day. We go to the shop, we vote with that that's all vote that's right. you're absolutely
0: bit. right and, and I thank you for the discussion tonight we do should vote with our dollars and our support and our vocalization of support we should be voting with those things because that's how we get the best things not by having some group of bureaucrats decide what's important because what happens when they make mistakes you have to pay for it anyway and then they'll keep making them because there's no accountability because you can't stop paying more coming up it's free talk live bring up anything
5: if you're paying more than 14.95 per month for DSL, you are paying way too much. It's time to make the switch to DSL Extreme, the nation's number 1 internet service provider. DSL Extreme is fast and at 14.95 per month, it's cheaper than dial-up. Plus, you get free spam protection, a free modem, and 24-hour a day free local tech support with no setup fees. Restrictions apply. call 1-866-2-GETNET. That's 1-866-the number 2 getnet or go to dslextreme.com.
0: Talk live. You can bring up whatever you want if you dial in toll free to 1-800-259-9231. That's the Saikle Cai toll free line tonight. It is Ian with you. And Julia. And Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy all the features there totally free, including the wiki with over 2,000 pages created by listeners like you. You can go to wiki.freetalklive.com, get
1: interactive, W I K I. It's free, of course. wiki.freetalklive.com. Go to spooner.freetalklive.com and get the most complete works of Lysander Spooner. He is a. an important person in uh, the United States liberty movement, anarchist, philosopher, abolitionist, and entrepreneur and mailman. You can purchase his 2,800-page, six-volume set in library-quality hardcover with exclusive content that you can't find anywhere for just $335. It's spooner.freetalklive.com.
0: 800-259-9231. Continuing with your calls, Jack is in Connecticut. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Jack. Hello. Hey, what's on your mind tonight?
10: Uh, a few weeks ago, I called in uh, about how I don't stand up to say the Pledge of Allegiance at my school.
0: Okay, and he yes. Said,
10: yeah, you said to call in if you had any experiences with uh, a bureaucrat or a teacher. In fact, I did today, actually. Do tell. Uh, well, I was, you know, binding my own business. Uh, they were, everyone was standing up to say the Pledge, and I was not. And uh, my uh, teacher came over to me, and uh, she was very upset. She... uh She said, you know, she went on a little bit of a political rant for about three minutes, and she said, you know, we live in a great country. I've been to other countries. They don't have as many rights.
0: No way, but before you go on, is this the same teacher whose class you are in every day when you refuse to say the pledge?
10: Yeah. yeah, Okay, so she just decided
0: to speak up today. Go ahead.
10: Yeah. Uh, So she was really upset, and I said, well, you know, I have the right not to do this, because you're talking about the freedoms I have. I have the freedom not to say the Pledge of Allegiance. And she said, okay, fine, but you still have to stand up. I said, no, I, I don't have to do that either. And she got to the point where she was like, okay, fine, but you have to stand out in the hallway. Interesting. <laughs> so, she wanted to make uh,
0: you do something, damn it. You've got to do yeah. something.
10: Right. Uh, so I said, you know what, this is illegal. I mean, I have my rights. You can't scare it with your Gestapo, you know. <laughs> I bet and,
1: that worked. Uh, <laughs>
10: So, you know, I, I, I talked to my vice principal, who was, you know, he was a little odd about it at first. You know, he was a little bit scared, you know, and there's an atheist and an anarchist in his school. But eventually I got him to look it up in the law books, and it says, I don't have to stand up. I don't have to say the pledge. So, I mean, it's, um, it's interesting that teachers, like, they, they're trying to force their agenda on students.
1: Of course sure they, they are. are. Doesn't take too many people to uh, uh you know too long to figure that one out. It's of course they are. That's one of the reasons they get into school is uh you know to, to teaching is because they want to teach people to believe that the way they do.
10: Right, and they were really trying to shove their ideas down my throat. I never, I never try to. I, I I'm quiet. I don't you know I don't try and. You know, I don't say down with the flag, or you know, You weren't whatever. speechifying.
0: So a, a, you weren't speechifying to the class just extemporaneously about why pledging is wrong and the flag right, is right. a symbol
1: of tyranny.
10: Right. Yeah, I was minding my own business. She, you know, she, however, was not. So. Interesting.
1: You know, so, to her job to to not mind her own business. You so, know.
0: So she did successfully boot you out of class, uh, sent you to the principal's office, and that's when uh, the principal you were able to get him to actually admit that you were in the right.
10: Right, right,
0: yeah. Well, good on you. So what's going to happen on Monday?
10: You know, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to leave the classroom, and I'm not going to stand up either.
0: So today you did voluntarily leave the classroom when she asked you to, and Monday you
10: you will not? Uh, No, I didn't leave. Well, I mean, it was, you know, she said, you know, next time I'm going to have you leave the class because I I don't want you to.
0: Gotcha. So Monday you're expecting her to try that, and so she did not send you to the principal's office today.
10: No, she, uh, she no, I went I went there on my own Got it. trying to yeah.
0: So on Monday then she's uh, presumably going to try to send you out and you will refuse to go and that will result likely in her calling some sort of aid to the room, <sighs> I would imagine. Right, right. Well thanks for the update on that. Uh, any other thoughts for us tonight?
10: Uh no. Keep uh keep coming with the we will do our
0: best, and thank you for uh, for adding to it. We appreciate hearing from you tonight at 800-259-9231. Julia, were you ever a pledger when you were in, in high school? Were you in that group of people?
11: Um, I got in trouble once for not saying the Pledge of Allegiance. But the teacher just yelled at me and told me to go to Cuba.
0: <laughs> <laughs> go to Cuba. They, but... they actually have a pledge in Cuba. We talked to somebody from Cuba recently.
11: Yeah, but I think that happened like once and my my dad was very like really stood up for me in those kind of situations. He really did not like like school, any sort of school abuse. He didn't stand for that at all. So, I think I got left alone after that.
0: I don't recall exactly uh what I did, but I I don't recall doing much of pledging of allegiance uh to the flag. All the way back as early as like middle school, uh, there was something that I did not like about the uh, the entire process. Obviously, I had no idea at the time the truth about the pledge, and that it was written by a, a socialist named Francis Bellamy back in the 1800s for the purpose of indoctrinating the youth of America and for selling a few flags because he was a flag salesman. so I didn't know any of that stuff. i wish I, I guess I wish I did at the time, but uh, nonetheless, I, there was still something between me and the the pledge that i I felt was off
1: i you know, i I said it uh, as I recall sometimes, and then other times I didn't, so you know I kind of moved around with it, but cool. I always did
0: toll free numbers eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one We continue here with your calls and talk to Derek in Canada. You're on free talk live. Hello Derek
12: hey
7: guys how's it going
0: What's on your mind tonight derek
7: oh i I was actually very fascinated when you were talking with the gentleman um a moment ago about the ability of a government or an organization to focus resources yes sir and um if you recall, I was, t- I was talking with you guys the other day, too, and uh, I had just brought up the issue of, you know, w- sort of what, what, is the, what is the end goal of what you're seeking with regard to liberty? Is it liberty or is it uh, liberty a means to some of their goal? And uh, when I was thinking about that, I thought, well, maybe I should ask you guys to explain to me a bit more detail about what, what is this society that you're imagining? If you could build this society on total liberty – um what would it what would it look like and the specific questions i had were how do you um deter like what would make one person feel bad about you know or what should i say deter them from committing crimes or who would make the rules and and who prevents one group from getting a whole bunch of guys together who's stronger than the other group and okay, going? Okay, we're already three
0: and, very very big questions in here. Yeah,
7: to, sorry, sorry, to lump them all together, but maybe you could give me more of a, a bit of a general idea.
0: In the free marketplace, who makes the rules are the private property owners? And they will mm-hmm. make those rules depending on what they think will get them the most business, or you know, make give them the most happiness, or for whatever whatever okay. their motivations, their personal motivations are. So they would get to uh, to make the rules. As far as uh, things like crime and stuff like that and dealing with that, there's a great book over at book.freekeen.com called uh, The Market for Liberty, which talks in detail about how it is that the free marketplace can handle things like the judicial system in a much more effective manner uh, and much more affordable manner than, and much more humane manner than the uh, the current one-size-fits-all government monopoly system that we all know is, is broken uh, beyond repair so that's the, so the answer is the marketplace can handle that as far as the group of people coming together and wielding power over over folks. Well we have that today in the form of the government. I can bring it back mm-hmm. I know you probably will already have another question about this, so more more moments uh, with Derek in Canada at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one I don't know if I left out one of his questions, but if I did, I'm sure he'll remind us. 800-259-9231, that is the SACL CAI toll-free line. So we already have a group of people wielding power today. Uh, what sort of situation would be different to prevent that in the marketplace? That's a good question. It's Free Talk Live.
1: On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation. Well, now we've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some very special rates on some of my favorite Gold and silver pieces. I love the British sovereign. It's about a quarter ounce, which is usable for a gold coin. They tend to be older and thus are numismatic and untracked by the government. They have the 100 year old wow factor for the laymen and are easily storable for emergencies. You can get them for only $288. Call 877 857 9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same as it is for one coin as it is for 20. So try to get as many as you can at once. 877-857-9938, gold.freetalklive.com.
0: This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. The toll-free number for you is 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line, 800 800- Two five nine ninety two thirty one 259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Julia. And Mark. you can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy those on us. And those features, by the way, include updates. Get signed up. We'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. You'll know first if you're on the updates list at updates.freetalklive.com. That's updates.freetalklive.com.
1: Lots of people uh, stocking up on gold and silver to hedge against inflation as an investment or just to have... You know, something in case of emergencies. Ian, you uh, got something recently from I just uh, did, yeah. gold.freetalklive.com.
0: Last night, I went to gold.freetalklive.com and ordered uh, a, a fair amount of silver. I got some of the Lakota rounds. which They are beautiful. Probably the most lovely. beautiful. I've <laughs> not seen them in person yet, but I am looking forward to it. And they're, you know, .999, one ounce silver pieces. and
1: I've seen them in person, and they are a beautiful, beautiful coin.
0: I like the silver. I just, you know, I, I have some gold, but I do mostly have silver. Probably like ninety eight percent silver is what I have, and it's just it just seems like it'd be more useful in the event of some sort of calamity. Not that I'm, you know, completely paranoid about those sorts of things. Just, uh,
1: I, I like the silver. So. Same here. I, I think that's more usable. And I did go, and I
0: did uh, start page, and I looked uh, I looked for the Lakota round just to see if I could get it somewhere else for less. I don't and think I you did can not it. find it.
1: You you can't get it any cheaper than twenty two thirty, which is what we have it at uh, Com for.
0: Plus, not only are you getting it at that price, but you're also helping Free Talk Live at the same time. So it warmed my heart to know that a percentage of my sale was going to go help you uh, pay your mortgage, Mark. So, I don't have a mortgage. Well, yeah, your credit card debt. <laughs> That otherwise would have been a mortgage.
1: Would have been a mortgage, right. (laughs) Um,
0: But, yeah, so when you buy through gold.freetalklive.com, not only are you going to get a great deal on gold and or silver, but also a percentage of the sale will go back to Free Talk Live as well. Plus, uh, another percentage of the sale is going to go to the people that are doing the sale. That's Midas Resources. That's who we've teamed up with. And it's a good team up because, well, we've been teamed up with Midas Resources in another way for a long time. They're our syndicate. Uh, Midas Resources owns Genesis Communications Network, which is the company that does us the favor of putting us up on the Star Guide satellite so our radio stations, our 56 radio affiliates around the country, can pull us down and rebroadcast us. So uh, buying through gold.freetalklive.com will not only get you gold and silver at uh, numismatic gold and silver, if I'm not mistaken, in uh, it, it, at good rates, best I could find on the, the Lakota, and it will also benefit Free Talk Live directly, and it will also benefit the syndicate, uh, the syndicate for the show. So really great reasons to buy. At gold.freetalklive.com, we continue with Derek in Canada. Derek calling with some questions about the uh, the free marketplace and uh, scary scenarios. Uh, and Derek, we you had a question about the the issue of well, what about in a free market if if a group of a, a group of men and women decides to seize power and start controlling people? Was that your question?
7: Basically, you know, and let me, I'll use a quick modern-day example. Um, Maybe, I don't know if you'll agree if it's appropriate, but Saddam Hussein was a really repressive dictator. Then he was removed. And although there attempted to be some kind of a coalition, provisional government, well-intentioned or not, perhaps ill-advised war or not, there was, in fact, no functional government in many parts of the country. And and basically what we saw is this or that group got together their guys and went around shooting people. And I'm just wondering how the... um, the, the Liberty Society that you imagine would deal with that, and maybe you could even clarify, like, sure. you know, is there actually a source of governance, whether it's a government in the sense that we know it or some regulator that, in the sense that we know it or not – is there somebody that can make the rules for everyone such that there's a fair playing field?
0: It depends. Uh, I would say, that, well, and also you, a lot of people would do, define fair uh, fair playing field as di- uh, differently. But if you're in a in an area like, for instance, uh, Ave Maria, Florida, which is a town that was created by a man who had a vision for a Catholic town then, yeah, then you when you 're buying a property there you 're buying into an agreement you 've got a user agreement that comes along with that, essentially saying mm-hmm. that you know if i 'm going to run a business i can 't sell condoms you know that kind of thing, um, okay. so the owners again would be setting the rules, and the question would be well. Uh, would you get together with other owners of like mind and set similar rules, similarly to how you might have in a neighborhood association or or something like that? Uh, when allowed to work, the marketplace comes up with standards and rules and things like that. And if a set of people doesn't like those standards, they can create their own. But to go back to your your example of Iraq or or you know some Middle Eastern country or a lot of people bring up Somalia. You know this kind of warlord situation where there's mm. uh, there's tumult going on around you, and people manage to arm up and start extracting obedience and 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 money from people, and that's uh-huh. that's given as a, as a, it's cited as an example of haha see you free market people this is what you get in the free market you get warlords mm-hmm. well you have to remember that what what I'm talking about when I talk about the voluntary society or talk about voluntarism the idea that human beings should interact together with one another on a voluntary right. consensual basis. I'm talking about an evolution. I'm talking about getting people who currently are of a certain paradigm, currently of a mostly governmental paradigm, getting them to understand that government is undesirable, getting them to understand that aggressing against one's neighbors in order to achieve something that they believe might be worthwhile, whether it's feeding the the hungry or taking care of the sick, uh, Uh that aggression is not an appropriate way to accomplish one's goals. And so... Uh In order to get to the voluntary society, we have to have an educational, you know, an educational renaissance, if you will. We have to have uh, people coming to understanding these concepts. In the case of Somalia or in the case of uh, Iraq, that as you cited, you've got a situation where people have used force to extract a certain government, you brought up Saddam Hussein, force was used, and so therefore, you're not coming about to a voluntary society, you just have mm-hmm. one group of people coming in and forcing their way upon others, which, as you mm-hmm. pointed out, in some areas left a lack of government, uh, but it, they didn't get to that point by choice. Do you see where mm-hmm. what the, the, the distinction that I'm making there?
7: I, I do see it, but you know what? I think that what you're proposing is not dissimilar from what so many groups of all manner of ideology have proposed all throughout time, which is essentially, if I can just get everybody to think this way, it's going to be great. Well, I think would, would you not agree with that? Yeah, right. That's
1: a good point. Um, I, I don't know that necessarily that's true. In a free market pl- um, place, essentially you're allowed to think what you want and do what you want as long as you don't stick a gun in somebody else's face and force them to do something.
7: ah so that- but see, now you've already made a rule.
1: Right. right. You said, the rule as long is, you're you not don't a, stick a
7: gun and force them to do something. But I mean, who are you to trump on my freedom to take a gun and stick it in someone's face?
1: A guy with a gun. See, that's the thing. See, that's, the, that's thing. the thing. Is that everyone should be equal to uh, use force on someone else if they decide to aggress force. I mean, do you, do you not agree that it's a it's a pretty simple system that you should be able to do what you want to do as long as you don't force anyone else to do what they don't want to do?
7: Yeah. <laughs> you know what? It's it really sounds great, but you know. I, I I understand that, uh, essentially, you're, you're, it sounds to me like you're trying to have your cake and eat it, too. On the one hand, you want everyone to be free and be able to make their own decisions. But on the other hand, in order for that system to work, everyone can't really be free because they all have to be thinking the same way, which is that the system is good and that they should have I good see, will I see where it. you're
0: coming from, and I understand your critique. What you're saying is yeah. that in order to get to the voluntary society, you'll have to have everybody thinking in the same manner. And you're right. that's impos- It's an impossibility to think right. that we'll ever get human beings all on the same page in that, right. uh, in that manner. I think you're right about that. However, the point that you're ignoring is that mm-hmm. most people operate that way every single day. Most people, with the exception of thugs and government agents and, uh-huh. you know, I, I might repeat myself there but most yeah. people interact with one another on a completely consensual basis day in, day out, what you do is interact with people consensually most people would yeah. never consider going over to their neighbor's house and sticking a gun in their face and demanding a cup of sugar, they'll go and they'll ask for it, because they understand voluntary interactions
7: that disagree with that like in, in modern society I mean, I'll give you an example. Like, you know, you you were saying, you know, there there could be this better society based on liberty, but a lot of people don't have the vision for it. That's a great sentiment. Great things are done when people have real vision, right? And, uh, for example, you know, the the monarchies of Europe never had the vision of any other system, and, and they feared democracy, and they thought the people would destroy themselves. but. Lo and behold, you know, they had never seen democracy. They didn't know what it would be like. Lo and behold, it was better than the monarchies, despite all its flaws.
0: And uh, then I don't know. Th- Somebody could argue that uh, benevolent monar- uh, monarchy would be better than uh, democracy of a bunch of uh, tyrants. But I wa- I'll bring it back in a moment here, Derek. At uh, 800-259-9231, that's the SACL CA I told Freeland. Because you haven't effectively rebutted my claim that most people interact on a consensual basis. So we're almost to the voluntary society, in my opinion. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain. Enough time for your call if you make it right now at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Julia. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All of the features are totally free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com com And now is the time that you and your family need to be armed and trained to levels that exceed law enforcement and military standards. Front Sight provides such training without any boot camp mentality or drill instructor attitudes. Secure your Front Sight defensive handgun course plus 30 state concealed weapon permit and get a free handgun. Go to Front Sight today. That's right. a Free handgun. Front dot com. Go there today. Front dot com. As we go back to Derek in Canada. Derek, you're back on Free Talk Live. And you brought up a, a good point. And it's a really, really solid point, I think. The idea that, well, how can you reach this voluntary society if what you require is that everybody come to the idea that the voluntary society is beneficial? I mean, the idea that you could possibly bring all human beings within a certain geographic area on board with the same idea is pretty far-fetched. It really is. Because – a lot of people have differing belief systems and things like that, and it's just
1: pretty unlikely. I would agree with you to to that extent. But what I had said to – Democracy or what, what passes for it today manages to operate without um, – 100 percent compliance
0: no that's true and and what i wanted to point out is that right. and
1: really what you would it, it, for a voluntary society and i'm not saying necessarily the best voluntary society you would really only need a small percentage of people willing to shoot anybody who uh came out and and enacted force upon them and exactly it, then you would have something that was relatively voluntary pretty quickly now i'm um uh, derek of the opinion that I'm all for, for voluntary interaction as often as we can get it in society, and I'm, I want to move towards that direction. For me, peace is the most important issue as opposed to liberty, unlike Ian. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, well, think I don't think you can have liberty without peace, We need peace, to peel personally. the onion, um, you know, get the government out of the places that it doesn't need to be. I'd be happy if we could get a government that was 50% the size that we have it today. That, that mm-hmm. would make me happy at the end of my life.
0: Me too. So, Derek, one more point then, and I want to get your thoughts on this. Um, So what I pointed out to you earlier, and you didn't really have much to say, and I wanted to, to lay it out again, is that right now most people are interacting consensually. Most people are interacting on a voluntary basis. That's why we have peaceful lives. That's why we don't have murderers running through the streets. It's not because there's a cop somewhere in town it's because there are consequences for people that do things that are inappropriate. There are physical consequences in the case of somebody trying to do violence. They could run up against somebody, like here in New Hampshire, there's a good chance they'll run up against somebody that's armed and their violent streak will end. Uh, And so people are voluntarily interacting. And so what I'm talking about is just getting people to come to the conclusion that it's inappropriate to support coercive agencies like the government. Most people don't even realize uh, the you know the danger and the destructions uh, that, that governments cause, or they feel like it's a, it's a necessity or that it has to happen. And what I wanted to also point out to you is that things that have changed over time, I mean, you mentioned the monarchies giving way to uh, democracies, but also chattel slavery uh, disappearing over much of the world. It's not completely gone, but uh, for most civilized societies, chattel slavery is considered absolutely horrific and uncivil at this point, whereas in the past, uh, it was well, relatively well accepted amongst yeah. uh, civilizations and the liberty societies.
1: movement is only an extension of that. It is it's abolition for the modern modern day.
0: So what we're talking about is achievable, and it doesn't have to be a one hundred percent thing. Um, so I hope that I made that clear. Any other thoughts? Yeah, you know that's
7: a, that's a great point, but again, I think uh, I think it's uh, it's a good sentiment, but I think it, it kills itself because if you admit that you, it's impossible to get everybody to think one certain thing, and that at, at the same time, everybody or at least a large majority of people thinking that thing is a requisite for the society working based on liberty, I guess the conclusion is that it, is that it couldn't ever work. And I actually take, I, I do disagree with the premise that you made, which is that in modern day society, we don't have murderers running around. We absolutely do have murderers running all around. And in any country that doesn't have like a, a centralized, organized government, I mean, the murder rates are much higher, the lifespans are much lower. And you've attributed that basically to the fact that people are not operating on this consensual basis. But since you admit that it's actually impossible to get everyone to operate on a consensual basis, you know those countries are are going to be essentially the only reality. I guess I would ask you this. W- name me one country. I was thinking to myself, you know, okay, where are the most peaceful countries in the world, the most stable, peaceful countries? And all the most stable, peaceful countries all have really centralized—probably what, what you and I would call—very intrusive, very controlling governments. And where are the most not peaceful countries in the world? They're usually places where there's no governments. So I guess my question is this: Wait a minute! Wait How a minute! Wait! How many
11: places to- in the world have no government?
7: All kinds of areas that cannot be effectively controlled by local national governments. There's You're so presuming. many tribal regions. There's so Wait a minute, many areas Derek, you're presuming or... that
0: you're presuming that the uh the appearance of peace is actual peace you don't mm-hmm. have peace when you've got everyone being threatened into obedience that's not peace so, it's a so consistent, it's peace, a then, constant right? threat those people are living under constant threats if they don't go along with what the government is mm-hmm. demanding then you can mm-hmm. you will find all of a sudden that there is no more peace in their lives so it's an they illusion could be under of peace.
7: threat but they still are under less threat than The person who's living in, you know, rural Zimbabwe and is gonna, and their government can't control, or the person who's living in eastern Congo and there's no government, that person's gonna live till the age of 35. So maybe the guy in Denmark is under threat of being imprisoned if he doesn't go along with this or that thing. But, you know, although no system's perfect, I agree, they're all oppressive. All of them have totalitarian natures to them. But, you know, I guess I would say, I always look for evidence as a person of science. Okay, this is the theory. sounds great in theory. Now, what about in reality? And what I'm looking for basically is is I want to see a system that works on the liberty principle. In reality right now, that's actually better than what we live in right now.
1: I uh, the the reality is um, that you, what, what you're trotting out is the murderer thing, and it's it's great, and it, it's um, it's where government's strong suit is, and what you're, you're going for. No, it's for not. Most murderers
0: the, go unsolved it, by government,
1: but but it's its strong suit that he is. It is what he's saying is true that um, that, that the, the very existence of a state prevents a certain amount of crime, and I'm I'm all for that. Um, mm-hmm. However. What the state does is it gets bigger very quickly. There's a lot of right. mission creep with the government. So right. if, uh, uh, in order to move towards states of liberty, you've first got to lash uh, that that beast back into controlling the things that it can control and get it the heck out of the 99 other things that it uh, it's poor at. But it wants to do it because it has a monopoly privilege oh, from totally. that, that one totally. area.
7: You
1: wanted it to be the 50% reduction, right? 50% reduction would be great. I think that probably we could – that I would like to see in a little farther out in the future, perhaps in my lifetime, maybe not, is people to have you know, some choices as far as governance goes. For instance, I was down in Florida relatively recently, and I have to put my seatbelt on there, but I don't have to wear it in New Hampshire. Wouldn't it be Mm kind of neat to pull up my New Hampshire driver's license um, to the uh, Florida Highway Patrolman and say – Yeah, sorry, I don't have to wear my seatbelt because I'm under (laughs) a a different level of governance. Have you ever tried it? uh, It it wouldn't work because I'm in their jurisdiction. I
11: always think about that when I I I drive down to Massachusetts. You and know, I forget to put my seatbelt on, that if I got pulled over, I'd just say, listen, man. I'm free
1: where I am. Don't worry. We live in New yeah. Hampshire. <laughs> and you've got your serfs here. My, uh, I'm a different kind of serf, and I operate under different rules. You so should I just, try it. I, I just think, think it's should. kind of interesting, and I think that we, you know, to, to a certain level, that you could have some choices in your level of governance, and I think that competition in that arena would be very cool, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm looking for that. However, I'll take, right now in my lifetime... Uh, the 50% reduction plus,
0: in I, And plus, you know, I, Derek, and thank you for the call tonight. I, I don't appreciate the strawmanning where you continually trot out uh, Somalia and other areas at which... They have essentially gone to a situation with no, uh, with no official government through force, through violence. There's still and
1: government there because um, there are people that are willing to use violence to get what they want to control other people. And there are also... Uh, it's just y- not sanctioned by the UN or anything. Well,
0: in some cases it is. In the case of Somalia, it's my understanding the UN is attempting to foist government upon people in Somalia that don't necessarily want it. So there is this kind of transitional government, I think it's called the TNG, Transitional National Government there in Somalia... That the UN and its uh, allies are shoving down the throats of the Somalis, and the Somalis are many of them are rejecting it, and so so violence continues because some people there don't want the the government, and some people are trying to force it on them, and then you've got the warlords that are also trying to seize power. They're trying to uh, to jockey for the position of being the new government in that country. So no, none of those examples are of people who have come to the conclusion that hey, we realize that monopoly control is not desirable. That This one-size-fits-all government is not something that we want. It's not something that a peaceful society should have, and we're going to move beyond it. And we can move beyond these things.
11: I don't like it when people use the argument, well, things are kind of bad over here, but they could be worse. So you should just be thankful for what you have and get over it, essentially. Right. He was Shut saying up. That, Go along. Get along. Right. right. That, that being in the United States was far better than being in the jungle in some some country. And that may be true, but that doesn't mean that things aren't or couldn't be better in the United States. Or...
1: Absolutely true. Those Those people want to see no progress in life. Um, because, you know, if, if, if the guy uh, Bosch from Mercedes-Benz uh, would have said this in the in the 40s, there wouldn't be automatic transmissions now because, well, he must hate the car if he wants to change the way that uh, manual transmissions work. No, we, we, we just want to see things work better.
0: Out of time. See you tomorrow night online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. This is Ian. Have you heard of the Millionaire Patriot? You should. He has a free handgun and five days of firearms training waiting for you. That's right. You can attend five days of world-class gun training at Front Sight Firearms Training Institute and secure a 30-state concealed weapon permit, all for pennies on the dollar. Plus, if you act fast, the Millionaire Patriot will give you a free Springfield Armory XD pistol in the caliber of your choice. Now is the time. You and your family need to be armed and trained to levels that exceed law enforcement and military standards. Front Sight provides such training without any boot camp mentality or drill instructor attitudes. And the millionaire patriot is paying his own money to help you get it. This is real. Thousands have already taken advantage of it, and you should too. Don't miss out. Secure a Front site defensive handgun course plus 30 state concealed weapon permit for pennies on the dollar and get your free handgun. Go to frontsite.com today. That's F-R-O-N-T-S-I-G-H-T dot com. Go to frontsite.com for your training and free gun. Again, that's frontsite.com.